Welcome to Anything Goes, the best geek at pop culture podcast broadcasting from Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney. And much like last episode where we, uh, me and my guests talked about, my guests and I talked about Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone slash Sorcerer's Stone on the book as a review, we decided off mic once the episode was done, like, let's do commentaries to each movie once we've reviewed the book. So that's why we're here today to talk about Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone's commentary track to the movie. Now, who is with me today? I'm Nikki Torres, or Nikki Muggle. And... Dakota Wiegand, like always. Yes, because I think I don't think everyone's willing to subject themselves to the, these movies and these books on a regular basis. Otherwise, yeah, I have no life, so <laughs> and neither do I, Nikki. I don't think you're no, nope, yeah, yeah, okay, not exempt. <laughs> okay, at least we're all in the agreement for that. Now, if you want to sync up your own copy of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Put the DVD or Blu-ray or digital copy on and get it to timestamp zero and be ready to press play when I tell you. Everybody, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. As ready as I ever be. <laughs> oh, you sound so enthused. <laughs> Let's party. <laughs> All right. Everybody press play. You shall press play. Now. Now. <laughs> as my PS4 takes a moment to do that. There we go. Warner Brothers logo is up. Shiny. I do get kind of excited when I hear the theme music, though. Of course. <laughs> Actually, um, one thing I wrote mentally made a note of is to talk about John Williams' soundtrack to this Ooh. movie because it is vastly underrated. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would put this in the top ten of his scores. It'd be tough. Yeah. Considering his body work, but at least this, this piece, the Harry Potter theme, that you hear any anything that's related to Harry Potter, this music is associated with it. And then if you're paying attention right now, we have Albus Dumbledore coming out of the woods like a bum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks like a homeless person in robes. Where the <laughs> fuck am I? <laughs> Just stumbling out into the middle of the street carrying what's supposed to be a cigarette lighter, yet looks like a rather big contraption. That's not a cigarette lighter. I don't yeah. know what the prop department was thinking. I don't know. It gives that like Zippo look to it. It's just like a. It would be like a novelty mm-hmm. lighter. And um, what? All right. When did you guys first see this movie? I saw it opening day uh, when it first came out. I, I did like the midnight. Um, I just remember me and my best friend. It was like her birthday gift because it came out in like November. Mm-hmm. So that's I got to see it first screening. Mm-hmm. I think. A- about a year after it came out, I had it, my mom bought it on DVD for us because we were starting to get into the series and everything. Mm-hmm. So we got the movie, and then that led me to really reading the books and stuff. I remember when I first saw it. Maggie it was, Smith! <laughs> um, I love that um, the first time I saw this was actually, it was, um, it was a school trip from my elementary school. We saw this because... I think Harry Potter, I think it become required reading by that point. I think I read the first two books by this point. And I remember seeing this in theaters and just being really excited. And it wasn't like a regular multiplex that we went to. It was a small one. It may have been... Oh, I can't even remember the one we went to. It's just one of those weird memories. It's like, oh, it should have been like like around us on Long Island. Whether it be Regal Cinemas off on Portion Road or... Island 16, which wasn't around at the time by that, or like AMC Lowe's. Mm-hmm. And of course, we have uh, D- uh, Dumbledore, McGonagall, and Hagrid coming in to deliver Harry to um, 
his uh, aunt and uncle. What would you? What would the reaction be if Hagrid came in on a like Orange County chopper? This <laughs> <laughs> really big with a big bars. eight bar is going. Some Sons of Anarchy stuff right there. With us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was actually just near meat, and I decided to drop over this little child, and I st- I, I napped from somebody. I don't know why I thought the motorcycle should have always been really louder. Like, because they make it sound like, like, I, like, like it should have woken up yeah. the entire neighborhood. And of course, we have the late Richard Harris, who's playing Dumbledore here, who played Dumbledore for the first two movies. The best Dumbledore. Yeah, no offense, I, 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 Michael, whatever Gambon. Uh, G- uh, Gambon or something like that. I forget. I forget. Michael, whatever. <laughs> who does a fan, who, who's a great actor in his own right and does. Yeah. He definitely, it's his take, a different take on Dumbledore. Like, at least with Richard Harris, he has a very slow and deliberate um, um, pronunciation of the words, like, and has a certain energy when it comes to his performance, while um, Michael Gambon played, when he played Dumbledore, he had a much more energetic... Uh, aggressive. Too. Very aggressive. Much more aggressive. So much so that it's a joke that I know I'll make during the Goblet of Fire commentary whenever we get to it. It's just... Um, when um, I was I show I, I sent this gift to uh, Dakota not too long ago. When in Goblet of Fire the book, Dumbledore calmly asks <coughs> Harry if he put his name in the goblet. In the movies, he jumps at him and shakes <laughs> yeah. his shoulders like Harry didn't put his name in the goblet of fire. <laughs> and uh, I kind of think they nailed the cupboard. Like I, I really feel like this was as accurate as you can get for a cupboard under the stairs. Yeah, and it's one thing, like, how they describe Dudley in the books, he, like, he's, like, really round. And the actor playing him is like, he's not that round. But I think he just, he just nailed the fact that he's a, just an obnoxious cousin, if there ever was one. Uh, being raised by a carpenter, and that shot of the stairs looking upwards, mm-hmm. you could tell those were brand new stairs. <laughs> uh, you would notice that. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But uh, in all said and done, I think that um, with casting the Dursleys, they yes. nailed it perfectly, and the house, the location of the house, and everything is perfect to what the book is, mm-hmm. because I, you just can't imagine any other way. No, and you is whenever I read the books, this is the house I I imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty-six. Counted them myself. But thirty-six. But last year, last year I had thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> my my girlfriend's like thirty-seven dicks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was not gonna let thirty-seven get past that. I'm making one clerk's reference there. Oh, and of course, Nikki's favorite scene is probably coming up. I know, that's <laughs> Oh, that's my least favorite. You uh, wait till Chamber of Secrets, or you're just going to hear me panic. Sh- like, sheer terror in my voice. And I, don't think, I don't think ever an electronic, electronic car key ever looked more threatening. Ever. <laughs> I know, it's like, are you going to just stab him in the face with the key? No, he, he, he's totally just going to shake him in the kidneys with that. He's going to somehow make that work for Harry. Who knows? Oh, man. Move! Move! Oh my god, it's so weird to hear Dan Radcliffe's young voice right now. Okay, that's not When really he's weird. yelling later, um, you mm-hmm. can hear his... Adult, voice changing? Yeah, his adult voice, yeah. It's kind of like, I remember 
was the commentary track to T2, and he's talking about, like, because the shooting went on for so long, Edward Furlong's voice changed mid-production, so we had to loop all of his lines to, like, the first half of the movie, and I'm like, oh, that must have been uncomfortable to do that. It's Jar Jar Binks' first animated role. Oh. <laughs> You know, Sorry, we're so so close to for- <laughs> so, so close to Force Awakens. You have to invoke Jar Jar in some way, just so much so that I, I got really pissed at everybody just beating on the prequels not too long ago at work, and I was ready to blow a gasket. And I'm just like, "All right, we know the prequels are not good, and this is a Harry Potter podcast. Why am I bringing up the prequels?" It's I don't okay. Know. Bring up whatever you want, so I can ignore this scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nikki man. is like clenched and like freaking here. Daniel Radcliffe. Okay, direction. You're angry. Now oh? surprised. Duh. Now smile. <laughs> uh, There's an animated Why snake coming at you, Daniel. React! That's actually not bad CGI for 1990. Oh, 2001, I should say. No, but... Then again, it's... Lord of the Rings is the same year. Exactly. It's, it's a month away. But even then... There... CGI in Fellowship of the Rings, some of it does not hold up. Yeah, but there's not too much... Not, there's not over-reliance on it. No, you can argue Return the, the later two movies did become more reliant on that technology. Yeah, well, especially if you're dealing with Gollum. Yes, but Gollum looked really good except for the eyes. The eyes always bobbing. All me. right. Now, I understand that this is a scary moment for any parent, but what mother reacts like that? Just... <laughs> she probably doesn't notice that the snake is gone. Yeah. How can she not? Yeah, no, she probably... Cause... They were facing the other way. Yeah, but like they hear all the screaming. It's snake, snake, and but everything. She, especially Mrs. Dursley is so into Dudley that she literally could care less about everybody else screaming as long as Dudley's okay. Right. So the fact that he wasn't okay—that's. I actually think her reaction was pretty, pretty accurate. I like that they changed it. That he's stuck in the, the glass by right himself, instead too. of just like um. Like, and they where did they, it go? they they eliminated <laughs> what's that kid's name? Who's Dudley? Polkit. Polkins. Pol Polkins. Pol- Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's there with him? But it was like, it, like he's not kind of unnecessary. He's just yeah. like another another voice of just being really angry towards uh, Harry. And I know in the books they would they mentioned that Harry always gets Dudley's hand me downs, and especially his clothes right now. He totally looks like those were Dudley's old clothes. Oh yeah, like, really big, really baggy, like ratty clothes. So and he, he's like a full five years before that look becomes comes back and becomes trendy. Yeah. <laughs> Grunge was oh my. so in, Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wizard in a box. What the hell is what the hell is Dudley wearing? That must say? be his uh, smell. Not oh. it's not. Is that the right one or is it the other one that he no, goes to? Smeltings was the gray, and then he was accepted. No, no, Smeltings was where Dudley Dudley's was going to because of the S on his head. Uh, right, and but that's where Dudley looking at Harry like he knows what the hell's going on. Right. True, it, true. That's, a, that's true. a terrible director. Everybody just looks shocked at Harry at that I, moment. Right. You there. know what? It could be that he's shocked that Harry's getting mail because they try to like ignore his existence. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why. I know this movie's kind of rushed just for timing issues because you really want to get to that world. But the, um, the, when they first got the letter, they missed out on a really good opportunity because of how just how Aunt Petunia and uh, Uncle Vernon reacted to it. And like they kicked both Dudley and Harry out. Of the kitchen and, and have the conversation. They had the conversation about it and everything like that. And Dudley was like, who? and then later on with all this owl it a, showing up, it's, it's like, a real hoot. That's for sure. Put on chat. You're just going to kiss him goodbye there. You just noticed all the owls. Yeah, and this on the ground. It's kind of like 
I mean, it should be that many owls that look like the birds at that point. I mean, yeah. You just start real start thinking like, oh, these things are going to peck our eyes out at that point. And dramatic effect. I'm just burning these one at a time instead <laughs> of just throwing them all in at the fire at the same time. And I'm, and I'm glaring and laughing at you. <laughs> I, I have a total hate boner right now doing this. <laughs> and he looks insane. Like, he wasn't... No post on Sundays. <laughs> Why is that, Dudley? Duh. He looks so disheveled. <laughs> and then there you go with that little theme music do, do, chiming do, in. Do, do. Though this was a cool scene, like getting all those owls there. Oh little, yeah, maybe some of them are fake. Yeah, but um, but yeah, just having the letters just shoot down the <laughs> whack. Yeah, but this is like this is like the beginning of every trailer for this movie yeah. had it, this. Oh my god, it's so loud! <laughs> it's shaking the house. Now, how many paper cuts do you think happened in this? Scene? Oh, a lot, <laughs> without a doubt. Uh, slicing them up. Now, Harry, grab one off the floor and send jump around. <laughs> supposed to look majestic though. Like, oh, this look this will look great in the trailer. That overhead shot. Hey, yes. I got one. <laughs> Harry tries to get away as that's like, oh, don't worry, I'll get in my cupboard. It'll be fine here. Because they can't get in. Nope. I mean, like, that's the one problem thing with this adaptation. We don't see the true irrational fear that is explored in the books compared to the movie. Yeah, well, that's why I have the problem with him looking disheveled at the beginning of the scene because it's like in the short clips leading up to it, he you don't see, like, how... He, descend, he descends going. into it. Yeah, because in the books, they surely show how he descends into it. And then the lead up between that scene and this scene mm-hmm. uh, in the books really shows how crazy he's gone. Right. And, and like, there's a long time of them speculating uh, of wizards and stuff like that, even before Harry even gets there. Like the whole scene of like the celebration of the Dark Lord's uh, downfall. Okay. So you're, you're a... Um, you sell vacations to people. How do you sell somebody on a house I, no, on a rock island? This wasn't. I mean, it, from what the book said, it was pretty much by chance. Like he went to like some old fishing port, like, fishing town, and they're like, "Oh, you want to get away? Well, the furthest way you can get is this place." Yeah, I mean, it's like at this point, it's like 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 I think people can swim back from Alcatraz easier than getting back from this house. I mean, it's ridiculous. I thought you were going to bring up how sad his little dirt birthday cake was. <laughs> well, oh, my old oh, well. Sweet. And- sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> I love the size of Hagrid. Like, I feel like if they took that out, like, it really just would have diminished his character. Yeah, rather than just being, like, a normal-sized mm-hmm. man. And- <laughs> Even though that wouldn't work, but it's worse a comedy. Thanks, Mythbusters. <laughs> because of that, I know the gun would have blown up and Uncle Vernon would be dead. I, I was going to beat you to a punch with that before I made that joke. Hi, <laughs> huh. Harry. I'm Harry. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. Of course you're Harry. <laughs> I'm glad I'm doing this Harry Potter movie. I was firing at Bond's junk not too long ago. Now I'm, now I'm Hagrid. <laughs> 
just accept anything from Strangers, Harry. That's okay. <laughs> I just kicked down your door and I assaulted your uh, uncle's firearm. I, I should be trusted immediately. Why do I feel like he's not looking at him? He's not looking he's at not. him. He's not. He's looking at a cue card behind him. I don't know what is. What's the problem there? Okay. In the books, Hagrid's umbrella, Harry speculates that his broken pieces of his wand are in the umbrella. Do you think that's true? Oh, yeah. They yeah. hint at it throughout the series. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, like he always, whenever the like many things Hagrid says, whenever he sits, he doesn't want to talk about. He's the worst of like trying to change subjects when it comes to it. He's like, oh yeah, uh-huh, um, yeah yes, oh, and transition. Yeah, because when they expel you, they break your wand. So he, it makes sense that he's still able to perform, albeit broken magic, but magic nonetheless with a piece of the the wand. At that point, if you're going to break the wand, why give it back to the user? I, I understand. I don't think the most- they do. I feel like they just kind of break it and then they walk away and they don't expect you to pick up the pieces. Like, Okay. I don't think it's like a, hey, collect this for your magical scrapbook. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think that's what their thought process was. His well, memories just, just drop the pieces well, on the ground. The, he, when he was expelled, the only one that was sticking up for him was Dumbledore. Yeah. So, so Dumbledore, Dumbledore may probably, have gotten the pieces like, back from you may want these. Right. Wink, wink, say no more. Gotcha. I just feel like this scene, they kind of rushed. Well, they split the scene in half of the information conveyed yeah. in the book to a later scene in, um, what's the name of the bar? Leaky Cauldron. Leaky Cauldron. Yes. You. But at the same time, it's like the, the like Haggard really getting pissed off at the Dursleys. Right. Because of they were supposed to do X, Y, and Z and they didn't do any of it. Yeah. So, it's conveyed to only a few lines here. Yeah. Oh, and I just Ampertune's performance here. I just like so self righteous in the fact that she's different from her freak sister, and I put in the strongest air quotes. Sorry, I was getting a little wrapped up in her. her <laughs> That's what, I'm, I, I was in fear because we hadn't watched this before <laughs> this commentary. So I thought like that would be the problem. Like you would just sit here and just yeah. end up watching it, and I'm just like, oh god. And that's why I told myself don't do that. But then I was just like, wait, but that's exactly how I would have like done it. Yeah, Vernon's <laughs> luckage. <laughs> just glaring at him. It, the more, especially you had brought it up like with the Quidditch, but um. The more I think about it, the faces that they all make are just hysterical. Like they're just—if you pinpoint everybody else's face that you're not really looking at, who aren't delivering the lines, it's just so funny. I mean, just how many stills you could probably just take out of this, this scene alone? <laughs> Muggle. <laughs> I think this is actually the first time we're watching in widescreen because I had this on VHS and it was in pan scan. It was like full screen, yeah. so me watching in widescreen, I'm like, "Oh, there's so much of the image I've never seen before." So I was seeing like just it's a seeing whole that new world, a whole new world. I'll stop now. Oh, don't! And so Albus Dumbledore found on me. I kind of like that they cut out a little bit of why Hagrid's getting so frustrated with the Dursleys because it makes Hagrid a little bit more unpredictable in right. the movies. Um, like everything he does makes sense, but I think it just adds that little bit of edge um, that you'll see like later on. Like Umbridge is scared of Hagrid and stuff like that. Like why people kind of fear him. Right. I mean, it's funny enough because I'm like just up until the point of uh, in Order of the Phoenix, uh, Umbridge has already in, um, looked at uh, Hagrid's class. I'm just like, oh, God, this is only going to end terribly. <laughs> and I'm just getting so infuriated. Like, did you see Inside Out? Yes. 
do you know Louis Black is anger? Yes. That's how that's I am. What, that's how I am for most of this book. And I'm just like, God damn, why is this getting under my skin so much? <laughs> oh, man. And then I have a theory of what could have solved so many problems, but I'm going to wait until Order of the Phoenix, the one you and I talked about earlier today. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> then just to let you know, I watched in- Inside Out the other night and I cried like a little girl. Oh, just in the <laughs> opening, like the, the opening animation, the lava song the two vol- with the two volcanoes, that I'm just like. <laughs> I, oh, I, I didn't get to see that. Oh my god, that I, I was in tears before that even the main movie started. I'm just like, oh, this is, this is only gonna. Okay, one of my favorite parts about that is the, how they like how it just kind of the leaky cauldron just kind of appears, and even as they're walking up to it, like how the sign out front just goes from the black to actually the gold inlays on it. To like, if you're not paying attention, you'll never notice yeah. it. And proving that Hagrid is a drunk. <laughs> I'm an official Hogwarts person. I'm just gonna. Uh, Albert Harry here. Holy fucking shit! <laughs> it's the- it's Harry Potter. <gasps> Jesus has walked into the and it, Jesus is amongst us. Everybody, everybody, pay attention. Oh, Professor Quirrell. That is one lovely turban. I will say that. I haven't seen him one that lovely since Jafar. Oh no, Jafar didn't even Jafar have Jafar did, did have a turban. No, he did not. Oh. I just, I just made a wrong association there. <laughs> Shut up, guys. I'm totally editing this part out, looking at the time. Yeah. What? Nothing. <laughs> Lots to buy. Lots to buy. Harry's got money. You can mug him. I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> Pretty much what he's announcing to everybody. Uh, I love this scene. I thought this was well done. The bricks. Oh yeah. Sorry, I'm like jumping ahead. Hope mm-hmm. you watch this before you listen to the commentary. <laughs> I mean, it's a 14 year old movie now saying that out loud. So, from a movie standpoint, the CGI is very dated. Like, yeah. This doesn't oh, this doesn't hold up anymore? Uh, those bricks aren't too bad. Works. That's obvious green screen. Yeah, but I, I mean, though this the the, it, the yeah the bricks don't match the CGI there. The the hell. Oh sure. But diagonality is awesome. Though that was my biggest question mark reading the books and everything. The brick wall does it just literally open up to the street like this, or right. does how... it like open up to like a sideway side off to walk onto diagonality? I... I kind of thought it opened straight into the street. Like, that's how I read it. Um, I thought it was more, um, oh my god, what's the the bad alley? Nocturne Alley. Nocturne I thought alley. Nocturne was more of the one that you had to go down a shady little alleyway. Yeah. I think, that's, I think we just passed Hedwig there. I think we did too, yeah. actually. Huh? Oh, did you know that owls are becoming like a legitimate pet now? I am not surprised. Like, they are adorable. Well, because because owls are adorable. Just saying. There's the Nimbus 2000. I still wish I could have one. <laughs> Even as a prop or as an actual, like uh, both. Oh, of course. <laughs> I just I, love how Daniel Radcliffe's face walking by. He has no idea what a, what that what it does, and but he's it's like, "Pretty. Oh, I I like that." <laughs> the most secure place in the build in the Wizarding World. Yet the foundation looks like it's kind of yeah. shifting. Kind of like that. It looks like it's shifting because I feel like everything in the wizard world is a little bit topsy and a little bit turvy. If that makes sense, that I can see. Sense. I can see that. You know? Like I feel it shouldn't be like how Muggle. Like I mean, architect is an architect, no matter whether or not you have magic. But still, like I feel like it needs to be a little bit off. Mm-hmm. 
And these goblins are perfect. I don't like. Oh yeah, and the like, largest draft of little people since the Wizard of Oz. And 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 they did a fantastic job. They did. I mean, the the what the like you buy that these things are goblins. Yeah, because I think most of the stuff is done practically. Yeah, all, all the makeup effects is fantastic. And long then, fingers curling over the, the desk the, the, the and big, everything. The, the big ears. It's like he looks so pissed off, but it makes sense because they don't like wizards. No, no. Later in the books, it makes sense why he's like, Ugh. yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I got I got my nails are too big. I have to hold the. I have to hold it like this. What in vault? You know which. Very well. I just became Scottish. Oh, very, very <laughs> well. We'll we'll take you to your vault if you want to go. Grip hook. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Lamp plays. I always thought he said lump. L U M P instead mm, of lamp. Right. Lamp plays. My probably one of my favorite parts of the Harry, the first Harry Potter video game is the trolley like down to your vault and you have to like jump like certain yeah. railings and stuff like that together to do that <laughs> and and they kind of incorporate like, it's it's not seen in this movie but like in Deathly Hallows it's more like yeah. that and it's just like oh that looks like a lot of fun and that's the moment Harry realized he's rich <laughs> and he's just like oh it's gotta be kind of a marvelous moment though so like I feel like. His reaction's pretty... Legit. Yeah, yeah. because I feel like you, you've been raised to have nothing, and then here you go. Well, you don't have to know the significance of how much money that is. You just need to know that there's a lot of stuff in this vault that's all yours. Yeah. And then... Shink! That's a cool... I always uh, like that well, one. Like the intricacy of the locks yeah. and stuff like that? I mean, they got Gringotts perfect in this movie, yeah. I think. I mean, you can argue, like, in Chamber of Secrets, I love the, the look of the Whomping Willow, how it changes in Prison of Azkaban, and, like, it doesn't become, like, it's not like a real tree, it's pretty much like a CGI tree completely by that point, mm-hmm. and I don't like the design of it. Well, like, at least in the first two movies, it's most of the stuff is pretty spot on. Most of the stuff. Yeah. The, All warned. And this coming up, to be perfectly honest with you, I think they missed out a lot of... Opportunity with him not try, trying all the wands. A lot of humor. Uh, humor that, like, in, that they could have added to the movie. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just think they missed out on that because well, they rushed almost, it a little bit. Because we're almost a half an hour into the movie. He's not at the school yet. Yeah. So that's the thing. You got to take into effect. Yeah, but this movie could obviously, I mean, for obviously for kids, you can't have like a two and a half hour movie to get bored, but you could easily have made the book I mean, into this... a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, but I think this is close to two and a half hours. Is it? I thought I, it was like. Yeah, no, I think it's actually in the, the two hour range. I mean, we'll have to, we'll have to check cellular device for that. But... Yes. And... It's the war doctor dressed up like the third doctor. Where's and, the TARDIS? And yet there's no alien bursting out of his chest either. Because that was him in the first alien. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, John Hurt's the one who, he's the, he's Kane that has the xenomorph pop, punch his way out of his stomach. I hope he, I hope you get that gruesome image well, in your mind well, now. I kind of like that there's not a lot of humor in this because there's actually something very important that I think you have to retain in this if you're not going to watch, I mean, if you're not going to read the books and only watch the movies. Right, but I mean, in the book they have that away. humor. And to tell you, yes, it, this movie is two and a half hours. So I guess the, I was I, I, probably, there. It's probably including credits. So yeah, but um, 
No, I agree with you. Like, there is something to retain in the scene, but I mean, in the book, there is like show how like insane this guy is, and it's like, and it's like he's the one loving just yeah, piling and, up. And it's more of a difficult case than others because of how unique Harry is, and it makes the moment the, the wand he gets. And I love in the book he brings the wand right over. In this, he pauses when he realizes yeah. which wand it is, yeah. and, I, and I love his performance there. Yeah. Right here, especially with the lighting, because it's top lighting, mm-hmm. and you don't see like when it cuts to Harry's point of view, you don't see his eyes. Yeah, I think it gives kind of all of Olive- right there. How do you say it, Ollivander? Ollivander. I think it gives him like a, a mysterious quality too, like this. Oh, I wonder, and you know, curious. And yeah. like, and, and it's a weird thing in the books. He seems very, like at least in the, in the movie, he's portrayed at least. To be a nice guy. At least in the books, yeah. it seems a little very preoccupied in what he likes. And that's it. It's like a eccentric. Yes. Curious. I want everybody to remember why they need Harry Potter. Mr. Potter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know in the book he makes an appearance in the fourth movie in the wand weighing scene. Do they do the wand weighing scene in the fourth movie? I don't think so. I uh, think. And does he come back? I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but does he come back as a, in the Deathly Hallows? Da- he does. Yes. Okay. Because Voldemort uh, kidnaps him to find out why can't he kill? Harry yes, Potter. and then they they start asking him about uh, the elder wand. The elder wand. Yeah. Yes. Chooses the wizard, Mister Potter. Now, if you see a blue box, just keep walking. Don't mind the blue <laughs> box. Especially if a robot dog named K-9 comes charging out of it. Going, Master! <laughs> <laughs> we need the putter! We need the putter! <laughs> oh, Doctor Who. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you guys are <laughs> quoting over there, and I'm like, reciting. The <laughs> <laughs> Further alienating the audience <laughs> with our humor. <laughs> Well, I th- I also think um, a great deal of why they took this a little bit more serious is that you have so many more eccentric and wild characters to be introduced to in the Potter universe. So I kind of I just like that he's a little bit more of a like yeah he's a guy that works in a, a shop and never leaves, but he he's very smart and knows his craft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harry, when Hagrid I... was first put on the spot. <laughs> Voldemort. Yes. <laughs> For all this intense in the exposition that he's being delivered in the scene. Val Venus. <laughs> <laughs> this pops up. Which is kind of like the irrational fear that a lot of people had. If they spoke his name, he would show up. Well, it was charmed, wasn't it? Uh, if if the, you said it. In the, in the seventh book. Yeah, so it's like if you went and you said it, they were able to... Because that, that was a big fear, is that um, if Voldemort feared you enough and you were bold enough to say his name, that that's how he would track you. Right. That's one powerful alpha... Alhamora jar. It's like, Sorry. <laughs> Blow the door off. Alhamora. Whoa! Adorable Harry. 
Lord Voldemort tried to kill me? He takes the news very well. Yeah. Someone who just ran out of his tried to be murdered. (laughs) There's been a murder here, and (laughs) you're the suspect. (laughs) All right, (laughs) boss. Can you give me one second? I got to grab something from my car. Oh, that was a great episode of The Office. You learn so many cool vocab words from Harry Potter, too, like Codswamp. Codswamp. It's Codswamp to boot. Just bring that up in conversations all the time. I I did say that once in a conversation, and, like, one person, like, raised their eyebrow at me, and nobody else, like, took notice of it. I'm like, I'm glad somebody got the reference with that. You're the boy who lived. Yes, we have the chap, the first chapter name in there. And this is the biggest BS ever. What? One, who the hell gets their books on the uh, on the last day? And also, it messes with the time frame because literally yesterday was Harry's birthday, so they start August first at Hogwarts. September first. Yeah, in the book they always mention it September first because yeah, but Her- Harry's when's Harry's birthday? July thirty first. Yeah, so, but now it's like August. They were, they just skipped all. They just skipped August completely. And Hagrid had was so busy at this scene, like, oh, I have to go, Harry. I can't bring you to your platform, even though you have no idea where you're going. So, bye bye. Good luck with that. Not there, oh, Harry. There's one thing I forgot to tell you. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> disappeared on them. I'm Batman. It's supposed to be like Hagrid, like going over the railings, trying to be <laughs> subtle, but just like rolling over and just collapsing on some poor but schmuck. On the- what was so much more important than taking, showing Harry where the hell to go? He had to get the yeah, I know, but this to take a port key or something. This would probably take four seconds of Harry. You see that wall right there? You go through it. Don't ask how. You just do. Yeah, and then he can just apparate. But then you have like it was not, it, but it's a way to really introduce the Weasleys in a nice, fantastic and way. You know what? Too like I find it funny that everybody thinks he's crazy for looking for nine and three quarters, but nobody thinks it's strange of this young boy by himself with an owl. Like not a single person looking at him is like, hey, why does that kid have an owl? <laughs> hey, he's the traitor. Oh, poor Percy. His <laughs> character line just... Okay, that green screen looked a little iffy right there. Well, I I mean, you do have to take in... It is a very old movie, like, for what it was. Oh my god, look how The young. graphics aren't awful. Yeah. Just look how young Fred and George are. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> George McFly left. <laughs> Oh boy! And of course, what do you guys think of the casting of the Weasley family? Oh, I love Molly. Oh, Molly's fantastic. Molly's great. Um, you know, I don't hate Ginny, uh, but I don't love Ginny. Explain. I feel like the hard thing too is that they had to cast them as children. Uh, You have no way of knowing how somebody's going to grow up, and like you know. What what did it take? Like two years of filming each each movie, roughly. So you know, by the time you finish a series, they're they're different. So uh, I don't know. I guess I kind of just wanted a more outspoken Jenny, but I like Jenny. Of course you do because you're, <laughs> because you're attracted <laughs> to her. It's like her, her now, but yeah, sure. Look at Lana. Uh, uh, oh, she's uh, she's my age. Oh, okay. Look at. Uh, <laughs> Who? Look at look at Luna and her modeling. Well, I'm today. only on um this day because Luna today looks very different. Oh, crap! Fred and George Weasley are identical twins. No shit. James and Oliver Phelps. <laughs> Good morning, Mister Phelps. 
Yeah, this the, they, they it was probably much easier to do it that this way rather than the social network where we'll cast one dude and have another guy that's about the same height and then have the same actor do a role twice. Yeah. Well, Chris Rankin, who played Percy, grew up to be really weird looking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the problem with gingers. Sometimes they can be really beautiful or they can be really weird looking. Just look at me. Now, Ron, your direction is you just shat a brick. <gasps> do you have the uh, hair? Yes, I do. <laughs> the scar. <laughs> yeah. Wicked. Oh God, I, oh, I hate uh, that play. I hate that Broadway play. Don't ever mention it. No, I just hate. I just hate the use of the word "wicked" as an adjective. That's why, like, like I, I blame people from upstate really killing it for me, and that's why I, I, I make. Blow a gasket when, if I go to Boston this year. Like, like, to say like my boys, the W word smart or something like that. I just gonna... like to point out again, Harry literally bought the entire cart of food. That prick. And everybody else is on the train. It's just like, <laughs> but uh, you don't know if there's like an extra storage or like a just refill. waved a wand and just replenished yeah, it. Yeah, like you don't know. They were like, Asio, Bernie Bots. <laughs> You have no clue. <laughs> I like how they did the chocolate frog. I, I, it kind of makes me want chocolate right, right. now, honestly. I, know, I remember when this movie came out, you could literally buy every single mm-hmm. food. I, I mean, had acid pops, and they were delicious, and I can't find them to save my life now, and it's so disappointing. And Birdie Bots, every filler beans supplied by Jelly, uh, by Jelly Belly. Yeah, perfect. and they literally made every single flavor. They did vomit, booger, all that stuff, and I, they don't make them anymore. Yes, they do. They do. They do make them. Um, you can get them, and you'll see them in like Hot Topic stuff like that. They also have them. Excuse me, in uh, Universal in the Harry Potter Wizarding World. That makes sense. So yeah. I heard the butter beer. I stand corrected. Is, I heard, is the butter beer that good or is it iffy? Uh, it, you know what? It's not going to be everybody pictures their like perfect warm beverage. Um, I prefer it frozen. Other people tell me to get it, you know, the regular way. Right. Um, it, it's not awful. You have to try it. They, if you're going to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, you have to have a butter beer. There's just no excuse. Gotcha. And then there's there's a boy with a mop on his head, saying they're Hermione. I don't I, I don't know who this person is. Okay, I, I'm going to be horrible right now. And as you said in the first podcast, that you thought she's really no, 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 no. And like, kind of going back to like, you can't you hire these kids as child actors. You can't imagine where, how they grow up. Mm-hmm. What happens if Emma Watson and puberty and her hitting puberty were, was not so kind? Well, that's why the budgets got getting bigger. Uh, you know, VFX got better. You know, things. Like I mean, that happen. when she hit puberty, oh, she won. Yeah, no, I mean, like, the only person <laughs> the only person who could probably challenge her it was Neville. I was just about to say, Neville's Neville the best the, looking of the... Uh, Neville uh, is the one that hit it the best, and then she would come in second. Because Neville, because she was always kind of cute, and like a weird little kid kind of way, like, you're like, oh, they're so adorable, they're so little. And everything. Neville was just, like, the typical pudgy kid, and then, boom, Neville got smoking. <laughs> like out of nowhere. And so the two prefer- the, the, the preferences of which is the better looking person to my left has been clearly defined. <laughs> okay, now I don't feel as bad about that because Nikki just went on this huge tangent. Neville, Neville, okay, Neville, can you take your shirt off for all the female viewers out right there? 
year six, though, not before year six, because it's weird. Oh yeah, because then you just start feeling morally yeah. and ambiguous. But and it's weird because Draco has been in the books by this point. We've seen him twice. We've seen his un- introduction at this point, and yet in the movies we haven't seen Draco. Yo, we're yeah. going to see him in a moment. Another big trailer moment for the first movie is the... I love the boat scene, so... Oh, like, I think they nailed that. Yeah, and just the the awe and wonder yeah. coming yes. from here. It's kind of like... <laughs> wait, sorry, we're like fighting over the mic. Uh, I, I, I need to get something up with three mic inputs. I apologize. It kind of is like when you first... Uh, you go to Magic Kingdom in Disney World and you just see that castle for the first time yes. and you kind of just... You shut out everything else. Like, there's all these stores, there's balloons, there's but you just see Cinderella's castle. Like, that's the feeling that I'm imagining they're feeling. <laughs> and the castle is beautifully... I mean... It's just beautifully done. This is the, how you imagine the Hogwarts castle to look like with the lake and the grounds and everything. And, and that could be a tough thing because we've seen so many castles I mean, throughout movies, whether live action or animation. I'm sorry. They've had, like, I think they used three different ca- actual castles. Okay. Or some out- outside shots, like three different ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, this is all sets and stuff like that. And you could tell later when, like, the staircase moves and, like, it just be- jiggles. It's like. Yes. Yeah, and his and his bleached blonde hair, but look at the color of his eyebrows; they do not match his hair. I think he has dark eyebrows, while his, he has platinum blonde hair. But isn't he blonde naturally? I, I thought he looking, was... <laughs> looking, uh, holding, ten euro penalty. No, those match. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I thought they were darker than I, his actual yeah. hair color. He, 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 gets, <laughs> he gets more and more airy as the movies go. Just saying. Yes, I just passed by a picture of her uh, Emma Watson, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, she's smoking hot!" And then it's right now, right next to it is Matthew <laughs> Lewis, and you're going like, "Oh, no homo!" But I t- yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. You, I'm surprised your your phone screen has a crack from the beauty that's on, on at the same time. Just like it just bursts and because speak, it's- okay. And Tim uh, Tom Felton, who plays Draco, yes, um, yeah, he has like my hair color. He I used to be blonde like him, but it just gets dirtier and dirtier. Mm-hmm. And he has like dirty blonde hair. And I can't lie, he's also not. He also kind of grew up well. Yes. No, he didn't. Uh... He looks exactly the same to me. Oh well, that's a good picture. <laughs> that's different. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's different. in studio right there. Yeah, that's a like that's a full on like he, if. And my hair used to be that color when I was a kid. Ron's color, or, and just like yours, mine just got darker and darker. Yeah. By the time I'm fifty, I'll be a brunette. I, I, that's what, and I will my my the gingivitis jokes will eventually stop. But until then, I'll just have to deal with them. <laughs> Draco being a douche. Everybody take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and Maggie Smith being awesome. Everything is awesome. And to go to say, uh, tell me what you were saying about the Great Hall before the okay, podcast started. So, right, and one, it's like. It, more than 150 okay before we started uh i watched this before we actually did the book review and my biggest thing was as a kid i remember thought the great hall was bigger i thought it was wider and the tables were wider and the teachers could all sit straight across instead of this weird u shape it's a u yeah it's a small but think of it this way if you go back to your elementary school now It'll look tiny in comparison. Yes. It may have just been that kind of 
Yeah, but I just thought it would be just grander, and the tables like were so. F- so you, wide you, you thought it'd be bigger, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I hang out with you? <laughs> because you're you're like me. You're mascus. You're you're uh, you like the fact that you will deal with pain, whether it be physical or just emotional and mental, with my terrible jokes. Mr. Phillips, when he was actually a scary, scary character, until we turn it into a joke throughout the rest of the series. Yeah. I like that Miss Norris. Like, I like Miss Norris as a threatening character, because you, like, you never really know if Miss Norris is going to turn around and be like, like a Peter Pettigrew, and it's just like, oh, there's a person. There's not. It's just Miss Norris, but still. <laughs> we have been introduced to Peter Pettigrew already, and I like the fact that there's... Okay... The setup is not so obvious in the movie when it comes to the book of things to be paid off later. Mm-hmm. Like the dropping the name of Sirius Black has not been said in the movie, but yet in the book, it's obviously the motorcycle is his. Yeah. Did you skip the song? Yeah, they yeah. skipped, they absolutely skipped I mean, everything the about the sorting hat. And the one thing that my perfectionist mind and orderly mind has hated about the scene it, it's not alphabetical at all. Hermione Granger, that's a G. And next they're going to call. Um, Draco Malfoy, you go from G to M, and then you're going to go to P, and then you're going to go to W, and like, what the hell? Like, how is there any maybe, order maybe in this? Maybe the wizarding alphabet's different. You don't know. Or yeah, maybe it went by who oh, Susan Bones, there we go. to the um, Hogwarts letter first. Like, maybe then was- Harry should be last! <laughs> he literally... Isn't he one of the last ones? He's one of the last ones, isn't he? Like, no. Not in the movie? No. Because he was towards the end. In, in the books, he's like well, like like one within the last five, I think. <laughs> he gets sorted before Ron. Ah, another Weasley. I know what to do with your arc, arc, arc. Can you imagine like what the Weasley family would have said if he was sorted someone somewhere else? Like oh, almost well, like God, if Sirius, uh... like when he got Gryffindor, when everybody else was Slytherin, he would be beaten with sticks when well, he got home for that, holidays. That whole Sirius Black thing was completely different because Black hated his family; he didn't want anything to do with them. Yeah. So but... hey, favoritism but coming. Favoritism. Yeah. yeah. No, and uh, if Ron did get sorted to any other house but Gryffindor. I, how horrible do you think he would have felt? I mean, he's already got inadequacy issues at this point. That would just make it even worse. Yeah. They okay. Besides le- the whole lead up to the Sorting Hat and um, the alphabetical order, mm-hmm. I feel like they did this great. Yeah, that was the point of the scene. Everything was just like, like it, you just kind of build up in, until we get to this point. I like the fact that the, as you can tell, it's, it gets grainier around the, the hat itself because. Because they did optically, or at least they, when they pressed the film, it got dirtier and dirtier how many passes they did. But, like, the hat still stands up. Yeah, I think most of it is practical. Right. I mean, obviously with the eyes and the, uh, the mouth. mouth, but I think the move, the back and forth movement might be practical. Gotcha. Favoritism! Oh. <laughs> and Professor Flitwick with, with his beard that you only see once in this movie. 
Yeah, he, I don't like... Favoritism! <laughs> I've I got my eye on you, little boy. I came out of the woods for you. <laughs> 500 points to Gryffindor just because Harry got in. <laughs> and I'm going to get to Harry. I mean, I mean, he's going to get into the house. All right, I'll keep, the, I'll keep those jokes to a minimum. Oh, man. Oh, my God. That was a lot. That was a lot of wings right there. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot there was of wings lot. there. I'm just saying, like, Buffalo Wild Wings is like, yo, son. Harry Potter brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Come watch your favorite Quidditch matches here on all television screens. <laughs> he got real comfortable with Percy real quick, too. Yeah. And that's the one, I think, the, big, the biggest omission. One of the biggest moments I, I think was sorely missed in the later movies is Percy's true character. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hello, I just came here for a paycheck. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm also in the James Bond series. That's also a paycheck. Nearly headless. How can you nearly headless? Whoa. <laughs> I just uh, like that, how slow um, Hermione pronounces everything. Yeah. They- and Peeves, there was a deleted scene with Peeves. Mm. Was it? Yeah, there was a deleted scene of Peeves, like, as a ghost, kind of like this. But it was, it was uh, sadly cut. I know you. You're nearly headless, Dick. What if somebody comes at you with a knife? Or a stick? What was it? <laughs> that Monty Python. <laughs> How can you be me? to defend yourself against fresh fruit. <laughs> what happens if someone comes at you with a knife or a point-dented stick? Shut up! <laughs> uh, if you want to see Monty Python gold, watch that. That was That's... great. Uh, or uh, Ministry of Silly Walks. Oh. No, okay, with the ghosts, just real quick, I loved how they showed like the staircases do change and stuff. Um, but... Um, with the ghost, never, never seems to be a problem for the characters in the books. They 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 mention it. Yeah, but they never seem like they never they need to get from point the, A to point, point the, B. The most the most difficult part was the disappearing steps. Yes, and wait, that does trip Harry up. But um, Literally. but with the ghosts, like I mentioned before, um, the bloody Baron. <laughs> no, that's not the, how they ever describe the Bloody Baron. Yeah, but it's probably it's like, just this dark figure who it's like, I don't want to mess with you, and no, and the ghosts don't even want to mess with him. No, yeah, they kind of make him look like Dustin Hoffman from Hulk. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And that's, I'm just like, all right, Smee, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Click. Oh, not this again! Don't try to stop me, Smee. Stop me, Smee. Smee, stop me. Now, do you think they send them like? Like a note, like "Hey, password's changing this week," like to prevent Neville such incidents, or is that like? Do you think you're just supposed to hear it from word of mouth? Like they want the Gryffindors to socialize. Oh, that's a good question. Because somebody has to know when the password changed. Yeah, it's probably the prefects, but and then like you get the prefects doesn't want to hold court all the time. Yeah, what are they going to chase down every first year through? Yeah. I think they might there I know they mentioned on the in in later books there's a bulletin board with all sorts of notices that mm-hmm. gets posted so it might be posted on that and it just magically like the password is blah 
and then it changes. And yet Neville can still never remember. It, it wasn't significant until Umbridge, the the bulletin board. Like I feel like so. I, I yeah, I'm just kind of curious. <laughs> that and is is the broom flying lessons posted on that, or was yeah, that like something? And uh, yeah. yeah. You're right. Maybe they do mention it more. But it's not, it doesn't become prominent, like you said. Until yeah, until, like, it was, like, you know. That's a cool shot. Oh, man. Is that, that's a practical shot, yeah, right? I don't know. I think the left half was practical. The right side looked a little iffy. Like, they just, like, photoshopped it yeah. on? Yeah, like I said, they shot it at, like, three castles or something like that. King of the castle, king of the castle. That's the one thing with these movies... Like, the first two movies have a consistent color between them. Mm. And then starting with three, it starts to become darker and everything like that. Part six, I think, looks terrible. I think it has a really smudgy, like, sepia tone look to it. And I'm like, I thought it looks, re- it doesn't look that good. Like, this well, looks very clean. But then again, that's supposed yeah. to be going along with the story. And there's just no um, consistency throughout the whole film series. Oh, oh Yeah. That's really, I think, what peeves me the most about all of the movies is that, you know, if, if you watch these out of order, like, they don't even really, they just don't fit. And it's not as bad as you say, like, I, I mean, like, the Halloween series, like, the Michael Myers house changes so many times. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. Like, Halloween 5, it's a giant mansion and, and things of that nature. And it's like, oh. Okay. And now we have Alan Rickman. The dungeons, I don't agree with. It looks, it doesn't look like a dungeon at all. It looks just like another part of the castle. The dungeons and, got better later on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it does not, this does not look like a dungeon. They describe the dungeon as a really dark, dank place. And also there's, the like, cauldrons are on the floor. And I always just imagined it being like a smaller, cramped room. Rather than have uh, beams of light coming in through the windows, there shouldn't be windows. It's a dungeon, and that's uh, when they show you that brief uh, glimpse into Quirrell's room. I actually think it was better suited for for potions than it was for Defense Against the Dark Arts. I agree. Then again, we'll get to that tune. <laughs> maybe some of you have come to Hogwarts with abilities, then former will feel confident enough to not pay attention. Awesome. <laughs> Mr. Potter, our new celebrity. Our new celebrity. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Metatron. This is your theory. Yeah, the theory about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Which Ooh. Nikki hasn't. Nikki didn't hear the theory that we brought up last time. I end up sending to I end up sending to her not so long after. Yeah, still I think it's hogwash. Uh, I don't agree with it. Coswallum hogwash as in Hogwarts. (laughs) 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 Inception noise. (laughs) (laughs) Mister Potter, if you don't answer any of my questions, I will literally drop you out of a out of the uh, Nagatomi building like I did in Die Hard. And then you have to come back in a flashback sequence in Die Hard 3. Where you ultimately are falling to your death again. And actually, that was actually, they, they dropped them several stories onto a mat. Yeah. Like, like a safety mat. And then we're going to like, all right, we're going to count three. Ready? One, two, dropped them. Yeah, and but that, you that said face the, is, that reaction's real. The first, but you said the first take was the best take out of all. Yeah, because he got, that was the most genuine reaction to it. Hey, shame. I don't remember shame as being so in. Inept at magic. In no, the I, I don't think he's inept. I think he's like a next generation 
Weasley twins. I think he's mischievous and he tries things that are uh, outside of the box. Like that's not a, like that's not written in any of his textbooks. Like here, children, here's how to turn this into rum. Yeah, but of course you have, but later, you have the but, Irish. But later on, when he tries to uh, uh, when Guardian Leviosa, I know I said it incorrectly, but um, he yeah. blows up the feather. He blows the feather up like in the same fashion. Yeah, but also like then they say like, oh, he's a, he has a bit of a pyrotechnic side to him. Like, yeah. when does that ever really? There's that rememberal. Huh. Oh. No shit. Even <laughs> Emma Watson said like when she she hates rewatching these because she like gets so mad at herself because it's like I guess she just wanted to get the words out clearly, so she just does. I've read like and it's so annoying. <laughs> just like, like. I know I'm not on a TV show, so I can take all the time I want delivering my lines. Okay, what do you think the biggest character omission from the books to the movies are? At least in, this, in, the, at least in the first book. Uh, I think Professor Binns, I always thought it would be a really funny uh, scene, just to see how dr- dreadful the um, class would be. Yeah, but Binns' only real scene was... Um, Chamber Secrets is yeah. the exposition, I know. Yeah. Which they gave to McGonagall. Yeah, which I thought was better. Oh, I love their eyes. Um, yeah, why they, did you ever really describe Madame Hooch with like cat r- eyes, cat eye or hawk eyes? I thought, yeah. Up. <laughs> which, by the way, in the Harry Potter Sorcerer's Stone game, was the funnest scene chasing Malfoy on a broom. Yes, though very annoying at the same time. <laughs> And this would be me trying to pick up a, a, a broom. This <laughs> would happen to me. <laughs> now, I was thinking of Simpsons like Sideshow Bob. Whack! <laughs> That's a bit un- unnecessary trying to mount some wood. Mount it and grip it tight! <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Sorry, it's okay. No, okay, I, okay. Her instructions, like I want you to kick off the ground, levitate for a few seconds, lean forward, and lean forward to go straight, and they come back down. Where are they going to go forward? They're going to go right into the other other and kids, bump into each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're uh, they're windowed, so it, you would kind of just be side by side. It's like in dance, like um, the two lines, like it's some, you're not gonna run into each other. You're just right next to each other. You're gonna be really close, and the, I think that idea is that not everybody would get on the broom mm. at the same yeah. time kind of thing. Oh, I feel so bad for Neville. Yeah. yeah. Not as bad as the CGI, though. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's a little wonky, guys. Yeah. Are we just going to be bashing on the special effects of this movie? Well, the special effects deserve to be... I mean, even some executives coming out uh, did say that how... The first couple movies were very disappointing with special effects. Disappointed! No, like, seriously, I've read that somewhere. Like, the guy who worked on, like, the last couple movies, he said, like, early on, it was kind of very disappointing with how the movie movies looked and yeah. how the CGI doesn't really hold up. And you can see that primarily, especially in the troll scene. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You want to say something, Nikki? Yeah. Um, I just feel like, well, one, in order to create this world, like, they had to... Something had to Give. get cut, you know? So, like, I feel like that's why, like, they kind of just max themselves out at one point. But also, you look at, like, Once Upon a Time, um, and those graphics are awful. Like, absolutely awful. And that's today that those are coming out. Like, you watch that show now and tell me that those graphics are 
thousand times better than this because you really can't. They're they're all. But yeah, you got that's TV. TV budget though. But it's also you look at it. Uh, that's coming out of what's that ABC, which is that's a major affiliated network. of. Yeah. Disney, which has the money, just like Warner Brothers did for this. So I, well, I, Disney has to pay off Star Wars right now. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that was before I think. No, they had acquired Star Wars, right? But this wasn't. Yeah, you I, know, I'm saying like, but then uh, like going you're saying about TV special effects, like you look at the Flash. I mean, like a lot of the CGI is pretty well integrated, especially with uh, Barry running throughout the city and everything like that. Um, like some of it's a little wonky, like. Gorilla Garad has to be like kept in shadows because of being CGI ape. It's not it's not playing the apes. It's not going to look that great. And of course, Harry catches the ball out of the air, and Professor McGonagall sees him. And is like, huh? I know what I do with him. I'm not going to punish him. I'm going to reward him. Yeah. I got this ball in my hand. Everyone run and cheer. Yay! Yay! Looks like even Slytherin's coming to yeah. congratulate him. Even Slytherin knows Draco's a dick. <laughs> she got down there quick. <laughs> she probably turned to a cat and ran down. Uh, I mean, like, wouldn't you? Like, possible, if like, yeah. Well, like, if you're like, oh, I gotta get someplace quick. I'm like, and I could change to an animal. I probably would change to an animal to get there. Because mm-hmm. I always thought, like, wow. With those changing staircases, it must be a real bitch to get from one class to the other. Like, imagine they give you, like, the five-minute passing time. Like, see, doesn't this look a heck of a lot darker than the potions class? It yes. Does, yes. What's huh. he doing with the Inguata? He's going to sacrifice it to Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and Wood, who's supposed to be a burly fifth year. And yet he's this strapping young lad. So adorable. Totes adorable. <laughs> and... Wood for wood. <laughs> Exposition. Fred and George are totally not trying to just remember their lines and not run into each other. Yeah. You think that's like a twins problem, though? You think they run into each other wherever they go? Like, just in general? Just like, you know, <laughs> I was taking Becky to this club tonight. You didn't have to bring Cassandra with you. Yeah. I mean, this is just awkward. It's like, you didn't tell me you were going what, to Walmart. What is with that Slytherin dealing with that Gryffindor kid? What the fuck? Well, it, they... What the fuck? In all fairness, all the houses, it there's big rivalries, but it doesn't mean that they don't uh, socialize. Because even, like, when Ginny's got friends in multiple houses and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But they always seem to, like, Slytherins yeah, but they, always seem to stay away. Yeah, but also the Slytherins have, like... There's four Slytherins they always highlight, and they're always douches. douches. There's Draco, Crab and Goyle, and uh, what is it, Patty? No, what's what's her? Parkinson. Yeah, what's her and, first name? Pansy Parkinson. Pansy Thank Park- you. Pansy. <laughs> and there is yes, a moving this is staircase. magical stone staircases that will jiggle when stopped. Watch, watch, <laughs> watch, and. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Jiggle. <laughs> I love my jello stairs wherever I go. Totally stone. Oh, let's go through this door. It'll lead us back to the place Not we want to go. to be here. This is the third floor. I told you not to be in the West Wing. The stair there, die. Everything she says, it's forbidden. Dramatic Dutch so. angle there. <gasps> Thank you for reminding us. 
I like that the lights totally blow up their spot, too. Totally, for sure. Thanks, lanterns. <laughs> trying we'll to be inconspicuous. <laughs> <laughs> I told the- If it's that important, wouldn't you think you would secure this door with not a, not a, with a magic spell that can be broken by Alahomora? I think... I think they did that on purpose because uh, if it was too hard, you'd have like, well, I keep saying, I keep bringing up the twins, but you'd have people like the twins who'd be like, oh, this door is extra magically locked. Let's Let's try and get in there. And, you know, so not only, it's like if you make it through the lock, you have to deal with the dog. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't look too bad thus far. No. No, it's just when they cut to the commercial shot of Fluffy. Oh. Which is in three seconds. Those are the, like the most like kitty like There's... fake screams ever. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> like they probably could have just push against nothing. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is also from the same guy who directed Home Alone, and you know like how oh, Macaulay Culkin oh. screamed in that. So who keeps a three-headed dog <laughs> locked in a school? What kid knows the word preoccupied at the age of 11? British kids? I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of a rhetorical question. I'm like, I'm surprised somebody (laughs) answered it. Yes, Dakota, you look like you want to answer another question. They just went up the girls' dormitory stairs because Hermione's going to go in there. Shouldn't that turn into a slide? no, it's two different staircases. I always thought I always thought it was two like they go in two separate directions. Yeah, two different staircases. Like that probably leads to the guy's dormitory. No, like but that. in the book series they wanted to go tell Hermione something, so they had to run up a different staircase and it turns into a slide and then the girl's like, Who tried to get up here? Ah. Yeah, which doesn't happen until the fifth book. Yeah, which uh. was our which That wasn't released until this was already in production, right? Yeah, no, like I think the first three books were out by the point this came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quaffle's cool. Quaffle is cool. The way they do all the balls, the way they do all the Quidditch balls were really done very well. The way they do the balls, the way they handle and the way they handle and fondle the balls are just. I'm glad I was not the first one to mm. chuckle. I feel better about myself now. Now you get to beat these balls too with a piece of wood. That's what I'm here for. My name is my name is Wood, and I, these are my balls. And and you're gonna beat my balls, Harry, with wood. <laughs> Careful, no, it's gonna come back. Whack! Now, Harry, you beat he, you beat that to like the Queen of England if you had the chance. <laughs> but I'm uh, but I'm English. Oh, well, fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> just just imagine that it's that one politician who had sex with a uh, uh, pig, and there there was a there was a British uh, politician who got caught having sex with a pig. Oh, that's... <laughs> I'll tell you about that off mic. Is he Scottish or Irish? I that sounds very Scottish to me. He has a burr about okay. him. So I feel like they never cast any people from Ireland. I, I mean, Seamus. Seamus but, yeah, but Seamus. Uh, what's, what's his last name? Finnegan. Finnegan. Seamus Finnegan. Why don't you call him Irish McIrish while you're at it? Ooh, got to catch this, Harry. No, I can't. Snitch. My my Irish accent's probably terrible. I gotta do my Scottish accent. We gotta have a little bit low. You catch it in your mouth. I mean, your hands. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do with it? Nothing. Just stare at it. And we win. 
Don't... He looks like a 15-year-old. He probably is like 15, 16, but he's not burly like they yeah. said he was. No. They probably cast the best actor possible. No, that was horrible because you could tell he was acting to nothing because he looked the complete wrong way when the stitch went up. It went straight up and he looked right. It's like, oh, oh. What was it in Deathly Hallows when, in the beginning, when we see uh, Voldemort's snake go across the table, everybody's following it properly except for Alan Rickman. And I'm like, so people still don't have, still have that problem with following it. I'm like, why don't you just have a goddamn laser pointer at that point? Just be like, follow that. Enunciate. Don't mind me. I was an Ewok once. <laughs> War Davis play uh, Wicked. I ought to bring this in the stabbing motion. You stab her three times? You just gotta get through the breastplate of her and then press down the plunger. You're so clever. Go on. Swish and flick. <laughs> What's that? You've seen the League of Your Own, right? Yes. You remember that scene when they're talking about like trying to make it, like being all lady? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, it's like Swiss. And uh, what do you say about this woman? A lot, a lot of night games. For some reason, I thought about that right there. <laughs> I always think of um, the bend and snap from Legally Blonde. Bend and, and snap. snap. <laughs> I'm surprised. I, I find find that you and I, you Dakota and I are the ones that acted it out. Yeah, so. I know. Oh, I God. just snapped, and you two. We, did, we, 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 we went full tilt with that. Yeah. Because oh, we, because we have this is the part. Oh, what a douche! <laughs> and then just don't worry, everybody. This is just a precursor. But Ron becomes just a giant walking penis throughout the rest of the book series, and he just becomes a dick. Oh, I love the pumpkins, though. Oh yeah. Yes. So if they had the flying bats like they did in the book, that would mm. be cool. Like, but I mean, like Halloween is my favorite holiday, Me so too. like being there on Halloween must be fantastic. Apparently, you can do. There's like a, a fake uh, Great Hall Halloween banquet in mm-hmm. England, and my sister's like, "We got to start saving up for next year so we can go do it." Oh God! When they'd have it in. Universal? Universal does one. You would think they would. I think they, they do. Well, no, they do horror nights. They're more important. They're not going to yeah, do Because that's Universal's Potter. bread and butter. Well, especially yeah. since they're rebooting their Universal Monster series uh, as of late. That's what I've heard. Well, and plus, like, the expansion's already so big on, on Potter yeah. world. So it's, you know, I don't think they would go. <laughs> especially, you don't like Harry Potter. You're going to be a little overwhelmed that half, both of the parks at Universal are taken over by it. So. It's a money-making machine. I mean, yeah. come on. Troll in the dungeon! I thought you wanted to That was aggressive, yet still gentle. Yes. That's, that's what Dumbledore... I mean, until you get to the later books, Dumbledore, like, Sorry. that's as far as he should go. Yeah. And that's, like... Like, Michael Gammon's perfect for, like, six and part one, part two of seven, but, like, I, I just think before that, it's too early, like... Aggression. You're laughing at Alan Rickman, aren't you? <laughs> Fuck it, I'm going in the store. Nobody follow me. <laughs> he left us. He left us. <laughs> I just feel like Alan Rickman's getting sit on the toilet and eat my T-Rex now. Yeah. Okay. 
how they know that Hermione's like in the bathroom? There was no. They just, they, they just told you. Like Neville was just like, oh, Pavardi said she's been crying in the bathroom. This and whole they said that in the book and the movie. Yeah, so so there was a line of dialogue. I think Tim was acting something out. So you uh, got the shock. Yeah, because because <laughs> that's that's my shuck and jive right there. But in the book, they lock him in a room. They're like, oh, we caught him, yeah, not yeah. realizing it's the girls' bathroom. Ooh. Eh, the face is not too bad. Yeah, I definitely think it could be worse. Like, it's not like we're watching, like, the first Tron. No, but, like, then again, it those could effects be work for Tron, though. Ugh. You're not a fan of the original Tron? No, I can't get through it. Oh, man. Literally can't. Best part of Tron Legacy is the the soundtrack by, uh... What's that uh, group? Not, da- uh, it's Daft Punk? Yes, Daft Punk's soundtrack to Tron Legacy is fantastic. It was. <laughs> That's practical with the hair of his leg. Yeah. Gorsh, Mickey. I don't understand why she went to that sink. Like, that was yeah. the one she thought was going to give her the most protection. Like, this goes back to, like, the computer games. Like, it literally looked like it could come right out of the graphics Whoa! of the computer game. Ooh. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Something. Ooh, look the ab up. muscles yeah, you need. Yeah, like, look at those Ooh. abs. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd be dead. I'd be like, oh, I'm glad huh? they were on, like, the same page there, though, like, what spell he should yeah. use. Yeah. I mean, I guess they have a very limited amount of spells since At their first point, year. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ron wins. Fatality. <laughs> Ron wins. Dusty. <laughs> Bush. But now think about it. A month later is Lord of the Rings. And that, and that troll. Yeah, yeah. But then again, I think... That probably had a bigger budget in comparison. I think so too. I don't know. I think it was like ninety million per movie, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. It, when when it was broken down to for New Line Cinema's uh, budget for each movie. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a practical fact right there. Yeah. Ooh. Don't wipe it on your rose. Wipe it on his head, or go to the sink. It's the rest of the crew. No, it was always those three. No. What's in Rickman's face? He's like... It's totally like... What? He, he was totally pulling an Uncle Vernon right there with that face. <laughs> I'd probably be dead. I cut myself shaving, Potter. <laughs> that was really sensual. Like, I never really kind of picked up on that, but he did like a... Push right over, like almost like a burlesque kind of like. How dare you? Yeah, like, yeah but also it's like walking with a cape. You got to be dramatic to get that yeah, cape to work. So. so otherwise, you walk into it. But I'm just like, oh, yeah. don't look at my leg, Potter. Wish you could see like the body motions that we've all just been doing. So, like, just kind of just to emanate. <laughs> I don't think it's a real word, but we'll go with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, drink for points. <laughs> uh, well, well, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I'm going to leave now. <laughs> now, was that like a psych out? Was that what he was trying to do, or was he genuinely being nice? I think he was trying to, like... Psych him out? Psych him out. Okay. That's what I think, too, but... Even it is against Sloven. <laughs> but I'm just going to limp away with my sensual leg. <laughs> sensual stride. That's what Snape wants. That's what plot. That's the Chicago way, and that's how we get to Capone. Oh, come on! <laughs> he has he the day of the Quidditch match. He gets the broom. Yeah, as compared to the book where he's had it for a little but while he and trained it to practice on, on it. it. Yeah. I never get mail. Only when I got mailed to get to this place where I, they killed an entire Amazon forest. They send all those letters to you, Harry. Well, Magically what is parchment kills the made of? What? What is parchment made of? Isn't it dried up like papaya? I, I am not. Your guess is as good as mine. Pulp. That's weird because they had notebooks, even though like parchment, like I always thought it was like rolled up parchment. I never understood so. why they couldn't just use a ballpoint pen. I mean, why it was it quills? Yeah. I don't know. Because they're wizards, and why would you use <laughs> pens? That's crazy. That's a muggle. It makes more sense. It's more convenient to carry around than an inkwell Yeah, but it's also not convenient to wear robes, and they wear robes. Like, uh, I don't think convenience also... is key in the wizarding world, because everything to you is convenient. And they're supposed to be wearing their pointed hats at all times yeah. in the books. They don't really focus on that too much. No, but they every now and then they mention, like, Harry's hat was, like, or, like or cap, or whatever they want to call it, was shifted. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> I love that they let these kids play such a violent sport, too. Like, they almost all end up in the hospital at some point. Yeah. Like, weeks at a time. And you think the NFL has concussion pro- yeah. issue problems. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. They don't kick off from the ground as in they do in the books. No. I kind of but that reminds me of any kind of sporting event. Where yeah, they have the team yeah. coming out together. Yeah. That no, makes sense. pitch is amazing. You can't mm-hmm. deny that this doesn't look awesome. Oh, Lee Jordan, man. That was a good cast. Yes. Cute, like, little kid. Tons of energy. Why does it look like it's really hot in the day and they're all sweating, sweating through those with those uh, scarves on and because stuff? Because it probably really was. Yeah. This is a November release. This is probably like, April. Yeah. Probably at the time they're shooting this. I mean, the first match was... Uh, well, obviously, this is November now. Yes. Hmm. Even if it is, it gets Slytherin. Whoa! <laughs> I can't handle the my best one! Face, the best <laughs> faces are in this scene right here. From all of you! I'm looking at you, douchebags! Is this uh, the one with the teeth? Oh, yes! yes. Oh. <laughs> Was that an inaccuracy right there? There's a girl on Slytherin? I thought they did have a girl on Slytherin. No, they never did. Not... Mm. I don't know. So many commenter may... may... Hmm. 
Because yeah, I know in the movies they definitely put a girl on the Slytherin team. Eventually. Yeah, but the books, they're strictly guys. At least the first part, like, whoa! And Weirdle's all just caught up in the first Quidditch match here. I was talking about, like, I think this is where the CGI budget went, most likely. Uh, this I think Quidditch that's what match. Yeah. Kling! Whoa, oh. that's a bludger! Pimitism! Yes, I can't be bothered. I'm not masturbating here. Well, this fate with the worst teeth ever. <laughs> oh, he kicked her. <laughs> totally just yeah. like. Oh man. The teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I have better teeth than you, and I deflected oh. your balls. <laughs> Such a smug look on Wood's face there. Now, you've said Dakota before. Yeah, there's quid- a girl on Slytherin. Quid. Quidditch was never treated that well in most of the movies when it came into the books. Yeah. Why do you feel that is? Because well, Harry's just literally just sitting there. He's literally just sitting there, and uh, this is probably the most intense it ever really gets. And Other than maybe part three wins in the rain. That's, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna- oh! <laughs> hey! Oh, in the fur- no, in the chest. Sorry, and he goes down. <laughs> Harry, look angry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, maybe we should take points away from Gryffindor. Uh, Whoa! That was that necessary? I don't think that was that necessary at all. Because what's George? George really can't do anything. He's has, just has to hit the bludger towards him. Yeah, I mean. Cause- <laughs> yes, use your oh. aggressive side, boy. Let the hate fly through you on your broomsticks. You want this, do don't you? Is it recording the emperor? The They're just literally taking out every single Gryffindor. Now it's five on seven, and and like and like nothing's being. And none of them has like decided like, hey, maybe I should be the keeper. Said, oh, I'm gonna see. I don't filters. know if you can. I don't. I thought like only the keeper can can block a goal. Like they can catch the quaffle and like continue like an interception, mm-hmm. but they can't actually like full on like block the goals like a keeper could. I feel like that that was the thing. I don't know about also when whenever Harry does go down, which happens. Hawthorne. Swat no two or three times two times in the series? Two. Two, yeah. Um, Chamber Secrets and Azkaban. Because he, he I think he No 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 he is- no he still gets the get no he when he get loses before uh where he gets knocked taken out before the snitch is caught. Right. So that's in um the third and sixth book, I believe. Okay. Like you can't play anyone can't just take the seeker because you can't sacrifice a chaser to be a seeker. Right. Because then you literally have to, the chasers really have to do everything to prevent the other seeker from catching the snitch and then going up 150 points at yeah. that time. Now, I okay. I Why really need to get the other teachers, the ages. <laughs> Why is not any of the other teachers getting involved with this point? I don't, I don't think the teachers, um, re- like, do you mean... 
Like with them jinxing? Yeah, like well, I haven't. I don't think like, they're. Re- I think they're so wrapped up in this game, especially this is the kind of game. It was almost like the Jets Giants that just played. Like your every minute is so intense. That's true. And so I think they're so enthralled in all. You got like kids going down left and right. So like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're on fire. <laughs> and, and also, I think Snape is the only one to figure out that something is wrong. Is Something in here. <laughs> Flail my hair uh, right there. It's <laughs> <a> very sensual. <laughs> <laughs> every every enunciated thing that he's doing is just very sensual at this point. I'm just going to stare at it and not even try to catch it. Ugh, bumper cars. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Screw you, Harry Potter. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> if you collided with the tower, that'd be fantastic. No, they already did that with uh, Angelina. Yeah. So. They were like, oh, can't have two of them colliding. Huh. Huh? Now they're playing huh? chicken. Holy shit, man. I'll do anything. Oh. And Harry's like, I'll do anything for balls. <laughs> <laughs> I want well, that. <laughs> going back to what you said earlier, like Harry wasn't doing much in this. Could it, but I always thought like the Seeker ha- was allowed to take their time looking. And there were periods of times when they're literally just like kind of hovering around letting the game be played because isn't there like one match where they had to win by x amount of points so he couldn't catch it until they scored yeah i think it was yes. an Azkaban, I yeah think. it was an Azkaban, but but he's moving at least he's not just just prop there because the idea is that um you keep moving so you don't get hit hit by a bludger because you're the prime tar- target looks draco looks very ginger right there yeah he does Favoritism! Favoritism! <laughs> she's okay because she's head of Gryffindor. Ah, shit. I lost about 20 galleons. Ho, ho, Yay! Yay! I, I will say this Quidditch match is more entertaining than the podcast, uh, the, podcast the pod racer scene in Phantom Menace. They're saying, like, a green screen situation, just people on green screens and fly, supposed to be flying through at great speed. I think that, that, I think that was a little more entertaining. Doesn't have as funny moments, like, two, the two funny deaths. I like, okay, well, for one, yes, I, reg- I would admit that Phantom Menace was not the greatest movie in the world. No. But it's nowhere near as bad as the second one. No, Attack of the Clones But scores. I still think, <laughs> I, 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 totally I think realized. the pod race was... Not the worst scene in the world. No, but I feel like it's it's all just from one side, just pan. Yes, I know. Pan, I know. Pan. If you remove your stupid film thinking, the, the, the film thinking knowledge, it's fun. Oh yeah, I know that. And like I said, like my favorite moments is when Samoa throws that little piece of uh, whatever part into that one guy. He's like, <laughs> as we talk over something very important to the story. Here you go, Nikki. I talked. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, you guys talk. I'm gonna watch. Um, well, even Hagrid just said cod swallop again. I don't know if God that. But um, yeah, just even how like nonchalant he was. Like, yeah, of course he has a name. He's mine. <laughs> with Fluffy, um, and here's Hagrid with the giving up too much information, like always. And what was it? Um. I know I said, like, let's stop beating on the prequels at the beginning of the podcast. And what do I immediately start doing? Beating, beating on the prequels. Yeah, I know. I, I was like, I, yeah. I, I was at a loss of information. I had, I had to think of something. 
I feel Big old like Christmas tree. So pretty at Hogwarts for Christmas, and they all go home. Why would you like, go home? Right? I, I mean, I, I love, I would love to see, like, yeah, see your parents and everything like that. But like, I think they understand. Yeah, they should have like a family visit day at Hogwarts, yeah. especially since most of them are witches and wizards anyway. So it would be a homecoming, really. Yeah, I mean, it'd be weird for like Hermione's parents to be there if they even if even they were allowed, allowed. there. Yeah. I mean, the hall looks pretty big with nobody in it. Yes. That'd be a cool chest uh, set to have. I think you can get it. You could you get can it. get the yeah. wizard chest set. Mm-hmm. They just don't kill each other. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they could really put them on, like, kind of a mechanical track. And yeah, but that voice. That's wizard chest. But then again, I, I would attach firecrackers to it. I mean, once you take one out, like, all right, <laughs> let's blow it up on on the set. And you'll never see them in the entire movie series. Well, I feel like they had to kind of throw a little one-liner because you don't know how big the Weasley, Weasley family is. All you know is that, oh, there's another Weasley, but you really could just think it's, you know, the ones that are in school. Yeah. Wait, Arlie never makes it to the movies? Charlie, I don't think ever we ever see him in the movies. We see Bill in Deathly Hallows. I don't think we ever see Charlie. I think you, I think you see him. I, I just don't think he's as pronounced. Like, I think he's kind of like... You may see him at the wedding. Yeah. But I don't think like he's addressed like, oh, this is my brother Charlie. Yeah, yeah. They never like full-on introduce you, but he, he is there. Ironically, because Bill and Charlie end up becoming bigger characters in the yeah. end of the series. But then again, I think it was just too late. Just like kind of with Percy. It's like, yeah, no. Like, you're a bigger character, but you're in the way. So we're just going to ignore yeah. your storyline. I want one of those sweaters. Oh, I got presents. <laughs> Wait, he's a kid. Let's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Oh, we're, we're hating on a child acting because we're such big people and like, like. Especially, need... what has he ever gotten for Christmas? Like a pair of socks, you know. So this is old ratty ones of that. Yeah, like old smelly Dudley socks. So. Ugh. And for the longest time, I didn't know who gave it to this to him, but it's Dumbledore that gave it yes. to him. I'm giving this to you, Harry, so you can break all the rules <laughs> of favoritism. <laughs> I will let you get away I mean, with everything. It, it does deserve to... I mean, yes, it is a family heirloom, and which gets explained later on the Deathly Hollows. But Yeah, uh, but that's, the weird thing is, that's not the only invisibility cloak in the world. No, no, it isn't, but it's... But the other the invisibility cloak. It is the most important invisibility cloak. Of course, it goes into the house. I mean, they do mention, and Dumbledore does explain, like, like invi- there are invisible things, but they're enchanted. They fade after a while. Right. I and mean, this, so if, is this the one? This is the. This is like a thousand years old, and it's still perfect. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, Bar- I know Moody um, has mentioned in the books that he has I mean, one. Is up Barty like Crouch's son was in an invisibility cloak and. Because I, I thought that was the Moody's. World Cup. Oh, yeah, at, no, the world yeah right, Cup. at the World Cup. Sitting next to... Winky. Winky. Who also becomes a really sad drunk in the books. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. And I just kind of feel... It's, it's realistic for the some of these characters to have alcohol. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I just kind of feel bad that they, like the rest of the house elves kind of accept it and just kind of like push it to the yeah. side and like keep working. I'm like, there's no rehab for house elves. Oh man, Aww. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, oh, it's Hermione's next project. Like, yeah, just rehab the rehab for, the for, rehab for house elves. <laughs> 
R E R H E. I just kind of liked um, like the different spectrums of house elves too. Like when you think about it, like you have like Critcher, who's like the god awful one, and then you have Dolby, who's oh, so oh, adorable. Oh, only my mistress knew what they were. And then Winky, have. who's the drunk, emotional one. Like they're they're such a spectrum. <laughs> Dramatic push in, smash. Yeah, that was really klutzy, but like at the same time, it's really realistic because oh, anytime you're trying to be quiet, you break oh, God, everything. Yeah. And I'm a klutz in itself. If I was rushing to something, I'd break everything in my sight. Show yourself! Have nightmares, children! I'm coming for you! My name's the Pied Piper. Low out of lip quibble, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What was that, uh. I forget, it was some children's movie where, like, and it was this kind of like a character that brought candy to people, and like all the kids hid from him because they knew he would, they would take him to bad place. Chee Chee Bang Bang. It was Chee Chee Bang Bang. Yes, that's what he reminded me of. What's the the salesman in that? I'm like, oh, the, the the guy who's actually a pedophile. Yes. Yes. Thanks, Ian Fleming. Well, he he has characters named Pussy Galore. So I think sex is on his mind a lot. He was a bit of a player in real life. Yeah, but wasn't he also into S and M in real life? No. No. Well then. I never heard that. But then again, you're not really on mic, so it's probably just me just talking to myself at this point. I never heard that, Tim. <laughs> that that uh, uh, Ian Fleming was, was into S&M? Yeah. And I'm conveniently roughing this man up right in front of us. Huh. I hear something. Man. You know who I else? Sensual hand grab? No! <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nothing. You know who's a... You know who's a very heavy mouth beater? That Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Soon. Well, it's time to decide where your loyalties lie. Okay. Another thing, seeing the entire picture of the series. How come, uh... Voldemort doesn't show himself to him? Yeah. If he truly... If he still trusts Snape. Yeah, he doesn't know whether or not to trust him. Like, he, I feel like Voldemort, um, and especially they say Voldemort can tell when you're telling the truth and when you're telling a lie, but uh, Snape's obviously exempt from that. So I feel like uh, in Voldemort's mind, he doesn't know if he's an ally, if he doesn't know if Dumbledore finally got to him. Um, so what would be the point of him when he's too vulnerable, too weak to reach out to Snape and have it backfire? Because then, you know all of this would be for naught and he'd been living in somebody's head for no reason. Also, what's the last time they ever, what's the last image in their mind of Lord Voldemort being strong and powerful and, mm. and unstoppable. Now he's in the back of some dude's head. Nobody's probably going to want to take him seriously. He doesn't want probably want to be seen like that. Being like and a they've leech. all worked so hard to, uh, repair their reputations, um, that, you know, it's not their, in their best interest before he rises to power to be blatantly dark. That's why he, what, he, Albania for years? Mm. Mm-hmm. Until, what's her name, uh, came stumbling upon her. Uh, oh. Start with a B, I think. Bellatrix? No. no. She's in, she's I was in, just throwing uh, out a B, the, the first part, B name. Uh, lady at the ministry. Yeah. Bellatrix uh, is an ask band at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first B name that came to my mind. Mom? Dad? Aww. What's up? 
Don't worry, Harry. In a few years, you're going to have hipster glasses. It'll be so trendy. This is actually a really sweet moment to see the thing he desires the most. And, it's, of course, what else would he want? He'd want to see his parents. Yeah, his family. Poor we can't really make a joke Potter. out of this because I'm just really like, uh, I'm like, and I'm just kind of caught up in the emotion right now. I'm just like, oh, I can't really make, I can't really say anything right now. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you both had the same reaction. There was a specter trying to get to me. The succubus of the Hogwarts castle. He's trying to, it's come to rape me. Oh no. What succubus? Huh? I mean, never mind. Goodbye. <laughs> look at it properly. How stand can I on, look stand on the markboard with the, uh, the PA put there. Holy fucking shit. A Howard headboard board. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw something horrible. It's him like saying like it all like oh I'm head boy I was like oh my god I am jacked with all the crazy girls around me like oh my god I'm such a Harry. <laughs> this is a jacking Harry. Like I just feel so bad for him. It's such like a like it's it's a heartstrings moment because he doesn't really understand and now here's Ron who literally sees the polar opposite like something that could happen and all he sees. is two dead parents and you could argue it's kind of selfish no, 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 not selfish that that's that's the thing he desires the most is just a cop and to be on the quidditch team i mean it's no i mean dumbledore explains it yeah i find it so interesting that dumbledore just leaves like this mirror in like an empty room like there's nothing else that could be stored in this room like the, the castle has that much storage that is this the room the room of requirement though no, no. Oh, okay. yeah you, they don't bring that in yet okay And see only himself exactly as he is. Yes. And no. Like everything I give you, Harry, it's wrapped in a riddle that you have to figure out. Curious and curious. Yes, sir. <laughs> now you, Harry, you never known your family. You see an acting career after this series. <laughs> I understand that's a te- that's a thing that most are desirable for every other actor in this series. But Harry, when someone approaches you as uh, to play the part of Igor, stay away. Just say just no. Stay away. Like Nancy Reagan, just say no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And if they say show your junk in a play, well, they want you to ride bareback on a horse across the stage. I wonder. I wonder <laughs> how many people want to see that play just to see that him naked. Yeah, I don't know. He's kind of a scrawny little boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, he doesn't grow up like Neville. <laughs> Every she's part- laughing. She can't deny it. <laughs> yes, Nikki, you want to weigh in on this? No. Oh, bull weigh in on can. this. Bulls, Absolutely you, not. Dakota, Dakota, Dakota 
took that one away. Next topic. There's Hedwig flying away. <laughs> uh, and, like, the coach is going to go home and he's like, take on me. It is a magic tattoo back on the other side of that mirror. <laughs> oh. Oh, I just, like, I really just don't get, like, logistically speaking, like, how easy it is to get from class to class and from class to the Quidditch field. Like, it's going to be a pain in the ass. Oh, totally. And how are they not all, like, super jacked and toned after like, all going that up the walking? Stairs? Yeah. And some of the books are just, like, 50 pounds looking, so they're, yeah. they all have going to have, like, scoliosis and stuff. <laughs> You'll be jacked. I wonder, if they the do physicals in, I wonder if they do physicals at Hogwarts, because those are, like, the most awkward things in high school. Time to do your physical. Do I have to? Yes. Instead of hand, it's just a, it's just a wand poking you. <laughs> <laughs> Madame Pomfrey does it. And just, yeah. <laughs> never die. <laughs> I know what it means. And is this an up-to-date book? Or is it like, when was it published? But then again, think of that way. 665. What's one more number? No, this book could be like 20-something years old. Yes, but I, I think they're trying to make it sound like it's Neighbor of the Beast with 665. There's a, no, no, there's a lot of, if you look at this, a lot of threes pop up, pop up and a lot of sevens show up in this, as well as the use of snakes throughout the entire series. There's a lot of Christian symbolism throughout the entire series. Oh. It's in symbology. <laughs> What's that the was sim- interesting. Uh, meh. Yeah, go ahead. Uh... Did you notice Daniel that Radcliffe it says scrawny. we know about the Sorcerer's Stone, but then it says Philosophers in the subtitles? Did yeah. you notice that? No, I didn't notice that. I was yeah, and like I because I was like, that sounded weird. That's not how you pronounce philosophers. <laughs> <laughs> now I so, wonder. Yeah, I wonder if they did each that every time they spoke. I wonder if they did it twice on the day. Like say Sorcerer's Stone, and now say Philosopher's Stone, oh, and kind of just yeah, dub it out. Oh, oh, Fang! It's so adorable. Such a mush. <laughs> I, should I shouldn't have told you. I shouldn't have told you that. Should not have told you that. Don't worry. Most one of the most dangerous creatures in the wizarding world, right here in front of you. Smash! Oh. That's a um. But Hagrid, where'd you get it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, stranger down the pub gave it to me after I beat him in cards. And he bought Fluffy off an Irishman. Like, he just gets all kinds of fun little knickknacks. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I, won't, like I forget, how the, how does he come across Aragog again? They don't the, say. In the books, I think... No? No, wait. I thought he, like, found him. Something That's... Like I that. didn't think somebody gave it to him. I think he found him, and it, he was, like, a little baby spider. Right. And he just kept growing and growing. And he kept feeding it and yeah. feeding it, and and that's why I thought it was the creature in the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> There's Charlie again. We yep. just keep plugging him. I mean, hey there, Romania, we're behind you. (laughs) Like a Glade plug-in. Plug it in, plug it in. 
Yeah, but that, they're also hinting that Romania is probably like the most dangerous place on the face of the Wizarding Earth. Because yeah, just where all Ooh. the dragons Ooh. are and such. In the books, they gave that they gave a whole lot of a big stink of him having the dragon and stuff like that. Well, yeah, they do, but um, oh dear, there's just more lead up to it, and yeah. then obviously, um. He has more time with the dragon, and then obviously the whole scene of getting the dragon to Charlie's friends, and which is like one of your favorite parts of the book. Yeah, it's a really good part of the book, and now it's just like let's just cut it all out. Dumbledore comes and says, "Get the get that thing out of here." Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, and Malfoy's just really smitten with himself <laughs> right now. I'm a badass. Mm-hmm. I am American badass. I feel like For- I'm hogging the mic away from you, Nikki. <laughs> It's okay, because while you guys go on tangents, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this in forever. <laughs> <laughs> For being head of Gryffindor House, she wears a lot of green. Now I'm realizing that. Uh, I feel like those are just more patterns, though. Like, none of the professors, even like They're Snape, wear. Because, yeah, like Snape wears black robes. That's true. He but... doesn't wear green. And uh, who's the head of Ravenclaw? Flit- Flitwick. Flitwick. And he doesn't wear blue. Wears and purple. Yeah, so I feel like that's not a requirement. Do, 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 do. I like that Malfoy got what he deserved. Like, oh, that's totally. Right. Snitches get the tension too, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think this scene would have worked better with uh, Neville. Instead of Ron? Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Neville has his time, though. Like I, I feel like it's probably better that Neville wasn't involved until later in the movie. You're not still going on with that bleeding dragon, are you? I thought they, like, were secret about it. Like, I didn't think Filch knew. I thought they got rid of it, like... Quietly? Yeah. Wasn't it, like, super low-key? They just claimed they were going to visit Hagrid? Mm Mm-hmm. Filter's face. <laughs> what if the other dragons are mean to him? I'm gonna say one thing to you about the actor playing Filch, and you're gonna. You I already know what you're gonna say. I don't want to go. I wasn't what I was thinking. Werewolves. Yeah, it's the actor who played the first uh, William Hartnell in The Adventure of Space and Time. I'm pretty sure. He was in uh, Dragons on a Spaceship. No, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. He was the main villain in that one. Hmm. Now that, uh, now that I'm kind of... Dinosaurs on a Spaceship! Uh, yeah, because... Dad, I'm 27 years old. I don't have a Christmas list. Ah! <laughs> More, More Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. <laughs> As Nikki just shakes her head and just, just, I, like... nope, just not even paying attention, watching them go into the woods. David Bradley, actor. Oh, you know. No. Oh, well, he did a good job as the first Doctor. Yeah, unless he was also... Because they, they've recasted before, and this is probably my favorite part of the books, where 
or this book that sadly gets um, cut short because of time. Oh. Yeah, I think he was... He, he may have been more than one episode. Yeah, I think he was in the Dinosaurs in Space episode. Dinosaurs on a spaceship. You go with Malfoy, because I know he completely detest him. He's a coward. He's a bloody coward. Aww. Oh, which is his father. Yeah, drink. Drink. <laughs> Wake up. Drink. Wave him on. Drink. <laughs> and honestly, Ron said, like, bloody 10 billion times, so we yes. probably should have been. We're playing with Coca-Cola, just for. Yeah, for... not rum and coke, yeah. as a uh, friend Justin would like, who would do off. He's like, ah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> I kind of like um, the scenery for the forest. Mm-hmm. I think they did a pretty good job yeah it doesn't seem like a set that's like has like four trees and it's like yeah and it actually looks like a real forest when um when i went to quinnipiac university for college right um there was a off the main campus there was another building called uh the college of arts and sciences um which this part this shot is really scary it freaked me out as a kid i thought there would be more blood coming off his mouth though but um look at the blood anyway. So the College of Arts and Sciences is kind of a little off the beaten path of the main campus. Mm-hmm. And you can either take the road up to it or right. there's a path through this pine grove. Mm-hmm. And everyone referred to that little pine grove and the path as the path in the Forbidden Forest. Because at night it's super creepy and you just expect a giant spider to come out of nowhere. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. If we ever get a chance to go back to Quinnipiac, that's what we're doing. I want to see that now. Yeah. I mean... It's a little creepy. I mean, they did lose a bunch of pines with the hurricanes and stuff. But, right. Yeah, but it's still, like, that's still the Forbidden Forest right there. Gotcha. Centaurs! Light away! Whack right into that tree. <laughs> <laughs> the wire crew was not that, not that great that day. <laughs> you just see, like, the stuntman just bounce off the tree with his nose, like, oh! I didn't think the centaurs were done that poorly. No, I think because they lit the scene very blue, and so they don't have to worry about skin tones that that much. So yeah. then it's not too bad; it doesn't stand out. I like that he used slay and not kill. Mm-hmm. It makes it. That's probably like the biggest unicorn horn I've ever seen. It looks like a Nautilus. Like that's how big that horn <laughs> is. Look on that. Uh, Unicorn. Now, is it just Voldemort's spirit that drinks the unicorn blood, or is that Quirrell in like supposed to be in this? It I think was it's supposed to be in the books. They say it's Quirrell drinking it for but him. And that looks like it looked like Voldemort's yeah. face. Spirit, actually... spirit, like his spirit, because that why he got so low and then that slither. Yeah, which was pretty awesome. Yes. Yeah, you see, Philosopher's Stone. It says in the subtitles. This is where I leave you. Yeah, 
Yeah, he doesn't look that bad. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. I mean, there's some CGI like mishaps in this, and then some pretty de- decent ones. Right. And I still say like the common room. I think it's probably the most pitch perfect like location done in the entire movie. I think they really nailed it. I think so too. Yes. Even though it looks like you could sleep in that fireplace. But I, I'd imagine, like an older castle, you would have fireplaces that are that large. Like and that. grand fireplaces, because it's supposed to heat. It's probably. It probably heats most of the tower. Probably, and it's probably all. They probably have all shoots off of it, mm-hmm. like where the heat can go. Uh, uh, finals. Oh yeah, like doing, like listening to the books stuff like that, and they're talking about all their their um, exams and stuff like that. And I'm like, and they're having flashbacks of the regents and stuff like that. And then finals. How did you guys do in your regions? Like Dakota just made a really big face about that. <laughs> no, I just and USATs. It's, it's always been a problem. There's a couple like educational things with Hogwarts that I just don't understand. Understand. Um. When you're 11, your English vocabulary and your math skills aren't exactly that high. No, and they totally yeah, ignore They it. just ignore English and math and science and just basic knowledge stuff that you should probably know in your life. But I think that's more uh, an English education system thing. Like, I think they're probably uh, prepped up. Like, if anything, like in Germany, they the way they do their system... By around 11, you're deciding whether or not you're going to go on to a track that'll lead you to college or you're going to go into vocational. So, like, I think they might actually be a little bit better off than, say, we were when we were 11. Um, And that's why, and I think, like, the basic knowledge stuff, like, their basic knowledge is the potions and spells. Like, everything that we would need basic knowledge for, they can uh, pick up in the way of magical but there is like a meme that's like, um, "Welcome to Hogwarts, where finals are canceled every year." And like, yeah. that's what, every time it was time to take finals, I was like, "Oh, I wish I was at Hogwarts, and something terrible would happen, and they <laughs> cancel it." And my last thing about the educational sequence is, once they're done with Hogwarts, is there like wizard college, wizard well, universities? Well, because the question I, I, I was thinking about, because so, this is seven years. I mean, it's pretty much like their high school years, and they're kind of like their early, like almost like junior college years done in Hogwarts. It's obviously they probably can go on to a trade school and do something like, oh, I want to do something with dragons. I want to do something with with potions and stuff like that and what have you. But everything seems like this is like the like 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 almost like you get your bachelor's at the end of this, and you like you can choose if you want to go on with something else or not. Or you're so I mean, but like you're kind of just very like I know like you get your. Um, fifth year on, you really start to decide what you really want to do. Because with your OWLs and, and your the, uh, NEWTs. I just call them owls and newts. It's just yeah, easier. Yeah. But, like, yeah, just, like, how cool would it be if there was, like, wizarding college? I mean, can't... you read the books. I don't think there is, though. I think it's more of, like, an internship. Like, um, like say you wanted to go into the ministry, like, you would get in, like, you'd be, like, the male... Well, you'd be the owl catcher, I guess, for like um, for the Ministry of Magic's oral department. Like, I I don't think they do a wizarding college because I think by the time you leave Hogwarts, you're supposed to be ready to handle yourself in the wizarding world. Okay. Inside on a day like this, I can't turn my head because my all my clothes go up to my neck. 
just something. <laughs> I, I do think he eased out throughout the movies. Like, I think he got a lot less overt. And yeah. Stopped overacting. Yeah. I mean, I just think the first book, I think it was such a, a colossal project for them to take on that I think they kind of all did it to a degree. Yeah, because they also they didn't know, like, is this really going to work or yeah. not? Because, so. I mean, you'll see fantasy series like on like the Mortal Instruments. They, you know, the first movie didn't do what they wanted. So now they're, they've switched over to TV. Like some of these fantasy ones don't make it. Narnia? Narnia hasn't finished, has it? No, I think I think it made it up to Caspian. How many books in the series is there? Se- is there seven in Narnia? Four, I think. I, I thought there was more. No, wait, no, I'm wrong. It's, I'm definitely wrong. There's more than four. The feels. <laughs> what? Oh, yes. Uh, the Alan Rickman thing. But scary. So Neville just stood up to um, the gang and uh, got taken out. This is why I'm glad it wasn't Neville in uh, the earlier scene, because then it would be like, oh, why is it always Neville? That's... Yeah. How does he stand on her foot if they're walking? You, that's like more like you just... Like you, you just you gi- stepped on me kind of thing? It should have been like you just gave me a flat tire going at the standing of my back of my foot. Ah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> And so they finally come across Fluffy, and, um... I thought that was kind of... That was a cool little... Yeah, rather adorable. He's snoring. You don't hear the harp when you walk into the room? I I feel like their first thing is, oh my god, three-headed dog, not, wow, this beautiful elevator music that's playing. (laughs) Yes, Ron, you have to touch the three-headed dog. It's possum. (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry if i'm too punny for you right now i was so tempted to whip my cell phone at your face as long as you don't whip your head back and forth i'll be happy yeah i know is there you become like a schnick that would just reference whip your hair back and forth every podcast that we do together who knows the deep dark hole wow what a hole children <laughs> 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 was it like the joke is when like kids are around you shouldn't be worried when the kids are loud you should be worried when yeah. the kids are quiet they said kids and puppies yeah <laughs> silence is not golden no And realistically, uh, Fluffy's a puppy, right? Fluffy's not that old. He's just... Yeah, I know. He's just... He's just big. (laughs) It's just just a big dog. Oh. Double snare. And this is where... (laughs) I don't give a shit. I don't care. 
Sorry, everybody. I'm getting emails from people at work asking for coverage, and it's all past two people have asked for coverage on the day Star Wars Force Awakens comes out. I think it's kind of uh, obvious. Yeah, which I finally got my tickets for Saturday at a smaller theater in uh, Porsche Station. Oh shit! I think I know the one you're talking about. PJ Cinemas. It's like this, re- like a hole in the wall. Cinema. Yeah, it, yeah. And it's like it was like five fifty a ticket too. So I'm just like, yeah. I and know, I was like, know. yep. I've been there before. It's not the prettiest theater ever. It's no, like but stadium seats. Yeah, and I kind of like that. It's a nice breakaway to the, uh, traditional theaters. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, when Vicky and I saw Spectre there, and it was like, theater was half full, no problems. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that it's the same for Force Weeks. I know it's gonna be busier, but at least it's on, I'm not trying to battle. What you're gonna be sold out? Come on. Let's yeah, but yeah, but I bought the tickets. No problem. But and but we're also what are we two weeks out? Little, less than less, a week. Less than a week, really. Nine it's days. Been, yeah. Did you say less than a week, nine days? <laughs> and you're, you're making fun of these kids about having written to school, so you went to a goddamn four-year college after high school, too. Where do you get I'm off sorry, of making fun of people's education right there? <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Don't you fucking start. I can rip your ass apart. I've, see, I've read your screenplays. You're... you're Oh, I'm atrocious. I know that. Yeah, so shut up. Yeah, but I don't. I don't uh, protest to be the greatest. At Never said it was any good. But no, you just love yourself. Hoping for that. I totally <laughs> got the sequence was in the movie. Yeah. I, this is the only time I thought that this scene, the scene was better than in the movie than the book. Because in the book, they they just kind of the the keys just kind of still flew around as soon as they touched the broom, right? Um, but in here, it actually made it like, oh my god, this it's is actually attacking. They built up the the um, tension in the scene. You know what I find so interesting, and we didn't really talk about it last week, is how all of these professors were in on protecting something, mm-hmm. but nobody thought like, hey, one of us might actually just make it through all of these. Like, nobody thought, like, oh, somebody on the inside who now knows every single obstacle. Yeah. I mean, I guess Dumbledore trusted everybody. That's why he didn't. He wasn't worried well, like about Dumbledore it. and trust. I mean, that's kind well, of... Well... Or they started off, like, okay, Snape, you get the first object, and then you just go away, and they don't even show it, each object, mm-hmm. per person. I mean, they said that Snape's helping protect it, but in, in the movie, they no, never even show it. I just saw the strings holding up the broom. Really? Yeah. Ooh, God, that's creepy. <laughs> now I'm thinking that going back to the birds. Now it really does look like just a swarm of keys just trying to kill this poor boy. Well. Imagine if she missed. Ah, shit! <laughs> God, Sorry, God damn it, Hermione! That's why we can't have nice things. It's, it's totally. <laughs> you know, the, the door's right there. When they open the door, there's only like four feet until the next door. He just crashed right into the wall when he went through that <laughs> went through the doorway. Probably. Like, just thinking, just thinking like, like how many Looney Tunes cards would just crack like Wily yeah. Coyote flat against the wall, right? <laughs> as far as um, professors, like, and their obstacles, what, so it was haggard with 
uh, fluffy. fluffy. Then Sprout, Sprout. The snare. yeah, and then the keys mm-hmm. were Flitwick. Ma- were they Flitwick or were they Madame Hooch? Uh, Madame Hooch was the broom itself, but it was Flitwick who actually bewitched the, the, keys. the keys themselves. And then McGonagall's was the wizard, wizard chest, and the potions, which are oh. not in the movie, were Snape, Snape. and the Mountain Troll, which was which was just knocked <laughs> out. Yeah, Quirrell. Quirrell. Okay, and that's everybody. Yeah, I guess like Professor Bins wouldn't really have much. No, to add he to would this. have told everybody a Imagine story. Imagine he's just like, oh, well, the bore guy wasn't them to death. Nor is Professor Trelawney. Yeah, but then again, I don't think she was written by this point, or at least she was just introduced. I, you know what? She, I don't. She definitely doesn't come into the books until the third. Yeah, she's not even a, a forward. No, as a kid, I would always love a chess board like this. Oh, yeah. What, a life-size one? Not a life-size one, but like... Ride? A... Like an automated chess set? Like a ride, almost? Or like that an actual... would be cool, but like, no, like an actual playable size chess board. Oh, of, the, of these... Gotcha. Yeah, and they're all the stone uh, like onyx and marble like figures. Onyx. Good word use. The word that's not brought up in conversation enough. But it's, then again... It's a type of stone. I know, but I'm saying, Pokemon. but like... Yeah, it talks it, about Pokemon. <laughs> and wild Onyx has appeared. Bimp, 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 bimp. It's super effective. <laughs> yeah, your, your noise is super effective right now. <laughs> Hashtag each uh, podcast. Uh, <laughs> geek life for this one. Uh, or is Lisp life less? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was imagine what the third one's going to be yeah. about. I don't know. Is this like real? Was it chess? Yeah. <laughs> Fatality. Pawn <laughs> wins. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. Uh, Hermione's face here. You've <laughs> got to be fucking kidding me. This one. Just, and then just going through all of them. I mean, that must have been a fun day on set, though. Yeah, just like, like just let's just put, like... Demolishing crap and... Mm-hmm. Alright, let's put all the primer core we got into these pieces and blow them up. I appreciate the fact that this is mostly practical. Yeah, I think it's pretty much all practical. Except when the queen mows. Yes. Ugh. That's so intimidating. Look at the fingers. The it, fingers flex like that. So. Fatality. Two moves. Well, I think it's to destroy the upper half, then knock the rest off the board. No, I was saying because I'm like eh, she cannot. Grr. She can't even as a queen or king. You can't do two moves at once. Combo breaker. Oh man, you understand, right, Harry? I can dismount this horse and let the horse move on its own. I'm not like attached to it. I wonder if you can't though, because in order for it's like bewitched, like in order for it to count, like you would have. But then again, you would have to also have two other people with you at all times to play these missing pieces. In the in the book, though. they say you have to play across the board, and Haran suggested the positions that they each play, and the pieces walk off the board, allowing them to step up. So this was just convenient how there was just three random spots open. Mm-hmm. Which I never knew the letters and the positions on the chessboard itself. I think once you know them... You can't unlearn them. Yeah, like, I have no idea. 
Thank you for that revelation. I don't know them. Fuck you! <laughs> this is the thing, because, like, I've never played, like, with... I've never played chess where, like, you had to... I, I would just move the pieces on Wednesday, like, alright, I'm, like, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, I'm playing pool, I'm, like, like, like that hole or something like that. I'm not, like, moving the pieces and announcing where I'm going to be on the board. I don't think you, normal people will announce where they are on the board, unless they're, like, those, like, fancy, like, chess tournaments where the announcer's like and the black knight to h3 right or some stupid shit like that finish you <laughs> crack i kind of i like that this shows that um ron is brave because i feel like a, a lot of the things that ron the the trio does ron doesn't really stand out as a brave one so you gotta admit it's kind of brave that he sacrificed himself to mm-hmm my sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, I had to get one Creed reference in here. Just one. <laughs> You've reached your Creed limit. <laughs> <laughs> now I just want to sing all the songs I know of them off the top of my head now. Oh. Wobbly, wobbly, wobbly sword. Okay, so... Shocker! I, if you very much, if you don't know this already, if your quarrel goes through, how who cleans up this? The pieces, probably. The pieces clean themselves up. I mean, this would take. What happens if quarrel really sucked at Wizard's chest and like they catch up to him in this part? <laughs> well, that would be kind of a terrible book and movie adaptation. <laughs> okay, fine. Yes. Okay, whatever. Yeah, but no, I know. I get what you're saying. Like, what if he was terrible at chess? Like, I'm okay at chess. I'm not the. Not brilliant or anything at it. So. Yeah, unless he knows that one, like, there is a way to win chess in, like, two moves, apparently. Like, what, like, the Rubik's Cube? You know, like, if you know a few moves, you can, you can yeah, solve there's it. Yeah, there's one where you can win it in, like, two moves, apparently. So, unless he knows that way, and Ron doesn't. Which is possible. Sure. Maybe. I don't I'm curious know. about that now. I, I would have to say that the pieces piece himself up. And you also have to look at, like, it's not like they're playing, like, Wizards Monopoly. Like, growing up, like, Wizard's Chess is the board game of choice. Mm-hmm. So, Quirrell, realistically, having grown up, well, we don't know if he's muggle-born or not, but I'm going to assume he's not because Voldemort chose him. Um, you know, that would have been the game that he's been playing since he was little. So, he probably would have had more knowledge than, say, me, who was, like, a master of sorry, not chess. Right. Sorry was an amazing game. Or, like, in trouble. <laughs> And the most overacting in a movie. Not him stuttering, but coming up is just yeah. over the top. Over the top. Over the top. No. I tried to kill you. <laughs> Muttering his counter curse. <laughs> Have you seen a lot of Star Trek episodes? I am playing like, like all the villains in that series. Big. So you're not as dumb as you look, Potter. <laughs> However, in the books, you are pretty dumb when it comes you to a lot of things. Quite slow. He really is slow on the uptake throughout the entire, like, a lot of the stories. He's like, what? But, and I know it's supposed to like let the kid, like, all the readers know in on what's going to happen and stuff like that. But there's so many times it's like the readers should be like, yeah, I'm like two steps ahead of you, Harry. And you're just still like, what? What yeah. do you mean? <laughs> what was that, Nikki? <laughs> Elska the Boy. 
That's the boy. What in the mouth? Come here now. It's like the Tenacious D movie. Um, Tim Robbins is like, I'm now gonna, I'm gonna cut your balls out and cut your eyeballs out and put your balls where your eyes and your eyes where your balls. Now come over here so I can do it. No. <laughs> Fine. I'll come to you. He just tries to hobble towards them. <laughs> Why would you walk to him at that point? Looky, looky, I got Rocky. The thing that I don't get is I thought um, in order for the mirror to work, Quirrell would have had to take a step over. Like, you're not supposed to see both of them in the mirror because Ron couldn't see anything when Harry was in the mm. peripheral. But then again, he was standing there for, we don't know how long he was standing there trying to get that to work. Yeah. <laughs> They're taking the hobbits to ice and God, God, God. <laughs> I I like the phrasing though, the tell the truth, because that's I mean that was Voldemort's stink. Yeah, like, he's, he's always just... like, I want the truth. You're lying. I know you're lying. So I was convinced I had that power. Like I could tell when people were lying to me. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I must be like Dumb uh, like Dumbledore, like Voldemort. I don't have that power. Oh my God, there's a. Man with two faces. He's not like, like a like a hardcore like you know the, the raspy people that yell. I smoke seven packs a day. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Potters. Voldemort. This Voldemort could be used in those like stop smoking ads. <laughs> Listen, Wizard Rock, Wizard Rock's pretty legit, though. I've yeah, been to a few concerts. I mean, if somebody got on their Voldemort flow and started doing some of this, like. <laughs> oh my god, that that be that must be quite a sight. Yeah. And I think he actually has red eyes in this, rather than like I think like they, yeah. They, in Ray Fine's performance, I don't think he has red eyes. I think it just has his color. Fire. I'll, I'll take, take you, you to burn. burn. <laughs> That's why I killed them. His voice act. I know this is going to be a weird link to it, but his voice always reminded me of uh, that one character in the '90s version of the three Disney's '90s version of Three Musketeers. The guy in all black with the eye patch. Oh yes, uh, Michael. He was in The Crow and stuff like that. Oh, he's fantastic. It's just the raspiness of the voice, I guess. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> and that's a great movie too, by the way. Oh, that that, so that Musketeers, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just <laughs> repeating just the words like, in the corner. Up into the climax of the movie. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, there is only power. <laughs> that's what I'm doing in the corner while they're <laughs> <It's> talking, <just laughs> mumbling to yourself. <laughs> you lie. Kill him. For the power of flight! I hate you. You, you, you. I'm gonna make funny faces at you as I strangle you! Oh, wait, that's not good. What is this, It's kind of like in um, True Blood when she realizes that she has, like, this power of, like, light in her 
that's what that just reminded me of. That happened after this, of course, so it yeah. technically would have been this that inspired that, but... Harry just flat out murdered a bitch. It's like, like the mummy returns. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I, I just, I just hit Quilla into kitty leather, literally. He chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> As the true source of stone would give you everlasting life, the false one will take it away. It belongs in a museum. So do you. There's a great big spirit behind you. He's trying to reclaim his horcrux. He's yelling, but he, through clenched teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably go back to Albania. Team Rockets blasting off again! <laughs> Ding! Who started that Pokemon reference? Oh, my bad. I brought that up. Yes, you did. <laughs> and now the, I wonder the... how that must have felt for Voldemort to go through, being that that is his soul that he's going through, like a piece of his soul. Yeah. Like, huh. Okay. Right? Here's another scene that's way too rushed. Oh, yeah. How so? Because he literally combed over nothing, and nothing. It, he's just like, "Oh, you're awake. Everyone knows Quirrell's dead. You killed him." Boy, <laughs> <laughs> feel better. You have. I'm going to try a birdie ball, different favor bean, and be disgusted. I love this line. Though. This line's so funny. So naturally, so... everyone knows. And he does have a beard that puts ZZ Top to the shame. Yeah. She's got legs. Oh, God, I hate that song. It is any, it's an amazing song. It's I hate the sound of it. I like the lyrics with, like, two and stuff, but I just hate the sound of it. I don't like the, I don't like how the, it's musically laid out. It sounds so of its time, and I know it's a good thing, because it's, it's a very 80s ZZ Top thing, but I'm just more of a, I prefer their Southern Rock. You are kind of right about the pacing on this. Because it was like, relax. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, wait. Now I'll tell you. And then it's like, okay, now we're done. Yeah. No more talking. Don't worry. None of this will and come back in. points for Gryffindor. Favoritism! <laughs> Nothing. Old. And for Harry literally murdering a man and making me have to forcefully have to hire someone else, 50, 60 points. Ooh. <laughs> and for killing someone that I spend my Tuesdays with. <laughs> well, like, how you said, like, a man reminded me of, like, Last Action Hero. Like, one of the characters, he, he's he, the movie character in the real world guns somebody down. Hello? I've just sought somebody and I'd like to confess. I said I'd murdered a man and I'd like to confess. Shut up down there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And like, don't worry, I won't tell you until, like, the last book. No, no, he doesn't ask any of those questions. No, I know. Which is which annoys me. And there's a, it's so rushed, and there's so much I mean, cause, like, weight in the scene in the book, and then they're like, eh, he might come back. Yeah, because we're over two hours and 15 minutes at this point, so you got to think Warner Brothers is probably being really wants to get as much showings in as possible in that day, so they're probably like, cut, 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 cut. No, this kind of mark cannot be seen. And you know what it is? What is it? Love. Love. 
Love. Love. <laughs> Why do we just say it like Moulin Rouge? You just look like a little gentle old man. Yes. <laughs> it's like adorable. It's just like he's like the wise old man, like teaching like a young soul about love. Like, oh, <laughs> all you need is love. I have to say, I hate this movie a lot less now than I did when I originally saw it. Why is that? Um, I guess having seen all of them now, and you realize that this is a lot closer than the to the books and. Despite I mean, our complaints of how much yeah, we cut out. Um, I mean, you have to... I mean, everybody... The cuts in books are... It's the hardest thing to swallow as an actual book fan. Mm-hmm. But it's also something... It's a necessary evil. But they still... The things that they cut out... Um, make sense. It, it's the things they rush, I think, I have more of a problem with. But even then... Um, this is... And it's funny, because I don't even really like the book. I just like the movie a lot better than I did when I originally saw it. Huh. Hey, now we're finally get to wear our hats. Wear the hats. Favoritism. Suck it, Slytherin. <laughs> why do we like you? Like the the last podcast you brought. Why do we even have the Slytherin house anymore? They're just evil bastards waiting to sprout. Well, I guess we gotta put. Okay, another question. Do they know where the hell these kids are gonna go beforehand? No. Well, okay, so what happens if you have a batch of kids that are not evil? Does Slytherin not get a year? No, because you're not evil to be in Slytherin. It's ambitious. It's it. What they say is that it's not a, a witch or wizard that has gone bad that wasn't in Slytherin. It doesn't mean that every Slytherin has gone bad. So as long as you have the traits, I mean, they're cunning, they're ambitious, they're, you're gonna, you, and in fact, the older I get, the more I realize a lot of my friends are Slytherins. And so like, <laughs> it's, I, it's revealing. yeah, they're not gonna, they're not going to have a house and maybe they'll only be, you know, five to the seven Hufflepuffs that year, but they still, I don't think it evens out. I don't think it's ever like, okay, we're going to do four, four and four. Cause that would literally mean they would have to hand pick students beforehand and you don't know for sure where somebody's going until the sorting hat gets to them. Okay. So there could be, so in theory then there could be years where one house gets more than the other. Yeah. Okay. Favoritism! This is also to make up for every time that Snape says you're a know-it-all in the future. Hi, there's that kid who won't be in the last movie because he got busted for weed. <gasps> Ronald Weasley. <laughs> you! Yes! <laughs> you! <laughs> Imagine like being in like Hufflepuff and being like seriously like I play chess every day. Like, <laughs> why am I not getting any? The fuck! I'm on like I'm the captain of the uh, Wizard Wizards team. chess team here, and I don't get anything. Fuck you, Dumbledore. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, I, I feel like there's probably like a, there's probably like a like a grief counseling for Hufflepuff and Ravenclaws because they're the other the other like they get together every now and like and just like wallow in their woes about like eh, we're never the favorite. <gasps> Even more so to stand up to your friends. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love Neville. I just love it's, Ed. It's quite evident. I saw that coming. And then, like, that's, like, also the last person to get. That's the reason. It's not Harry. Harry's the reason they're tied. Neville's the reason they won. Right. That's cool. And if you really think about it, this is the few times where magic can be done without a wand in this entire series. They start doing it more and more as the series goes uh, on. Dumbledore, Dumbledore being the prime example of it. Uh, Goblet of Fire, he yeah. turns out yeah. all the torches with no wand. He just waves his hand across it. Yeah, but in the third book, when he moves all the tables to the side of the he wall... Uses his wand. Yeah. But I'm talking about in the movies, like, the, he doesn't use his wand that often. Yeah. All right, I'm, I can't help but smile right now. I'm just really happy about this. About Lee Jordan? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he's so, he has so much enthusiasm. It's making me have so much enthusiasm. Lee Jordan has so much. It Like, they must have been like, okay, which kid reacts the best to a handful of pixie sticks? Like, that's going to be the kid. That's going to be Lee Jordan. Uno momento. Who has, like, a low tolerance? Who's a lightweight in the sugar world? <laughs> <laughs> oh that feels yeah baby potter baby potter that is one patient baby though that is one patient baby <laughs> I have to say how long did Pi take him to get just that And they save themselves a lot of trouble by not doing the Lord of the Rings thing where having a tall, a tall, a really tall person like CGI'd in with a short person trying to do it forced respectively. I know yes. that. Because no, because don't I? <laughs> <laughs> that face. I'm going to take a picture of that face and send it to you every now and then. <laughs> Walls. The fuck does that mean? I imagine that's what she like was like. Um, what? Harry, riddles on riddles. <laughs> you really are Dumbledore's favorite, aren't you? You just start talking speaking. circles. Wow. Yeah. I just feel like it's been transported back a while. I don't know. I just felt like a huge appreciation for this movie. I've just seen the train leave with the yeah. castle of it. It's like, okay. That music cued. Yeah. Thank All right. you, John Williams. Yes. All right. Now that the crowd is rolling, guys, feelings of the movie after seeing it again. Uh, you want me to start? Well, just I know, I just made a face. Such a crabby face. Yeah, I made that too. Quidditch player's face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of already touched on 
on it. Oh now man, my job. it's so hard to be serious. Oh. You do. Um, yeah, I kind of touched upon it. Like I, I do like the movie now. Um, having seen all of them, I have a new appreciation for you know the earlier ones. Huh. Um, I feel like I kind of stood up for this movie a lot more than you two did with the, especially with the graphics and stuff like that. Um, will it be my favorite? No. Uh, just like it's not my favorite book, but I, I do think I like it more now than back then when I originally saw it. And I actually remembered where I saw it. It like took me a little while, but I saw it at the Farmingdale Multiplex. And then I ended up working for that company. Wow, small world. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to be honest with you, watching it with you guys now, uh, when watch compared to watching it by myself, it's a lot better obviously cracking jokes and everything yeah yeah because like you have the lights on your pants on while watching it so it's, it's a def- definitely a different experience yeah, you know. <laughs> maggie smith and me i have a thing for wrinkles oh she's a gilf if i ever saw one <laughs> hey alan rickman how can you not Hopefully somebody made it to this point other than us. I feel like we channeled our inner first year. Oh yeah, totally. Um, Okay, but anyway, um, (laughs) um, I can't say it's my. I can't be able to tell you if it's my favorite movie or not because I haven't seen all eight movies. I only seen one, two, three, and part one, and this part one of Deathly Hollows. Right. Um, and granted, those were all long time ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but it's an entertaining movie. Um, it follows the books well enough. Follows the first book well enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's it just feels rushed. I mean, um, you're going through the first book and you're like, you're really getting to know everything about the Wizarding World and everything like that. And there's just moments in this movie where it's like they could have spent a lot more time on that. I know it's a two and a half hour movie, which is long in movie senses. Yeah. But still, it feels like it goes too quickly through. It just kind of blunders through a lot too quickly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, some of the CGI is very dated. Um, and the direct the direction of some of the children and some even some of the adults are not the greatest in the world. <laughs> <laughs> With Alan well. Rickman, Alan Rickman's face is uh, like, what the hell is she doing? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, but <laughs> but yeah, Flail. no, I mean it's a good, it's an okay movie, right? Um. I, I would say read the book over the movie, watch the movie, though. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. I mean, like, as a fir- like, being at the ages that we were when we first saw it, it I mean, it was probably it was probably really wondrous. Looking back at it as adults and, and us being very media savvy and very analytical to movies and stuff like that, we can obviously see the flaws and then putting it through the prism of how we enjoyed the book so much, we could see so many more problems. However... There are those moments that, like, we've had, whether we're making fun of the movie or just enjoying it, like, the very, like as we said before, very last scene, and Train pulling away and Hagrid walking away from the camera, you're just kind of like, oh, you just felt very happy and a warm feeling, 
just like I think that's what this movie ca- captured the most from the book that it has the warm feeling of it. Mm-hmm. And sure, child actors are hit or miss. Yeah, and, and like, a lot of the and I feel like they were ca- every Dakota fan you get, you get probably ten thousand more. Yeah, and um, so sure. Child actors are now that they obviously grow into their roles a lot better as the movies go on. But then again, you gotta think of the script they were given with so much like cheesy dialogue, like, I know, I've read about those, and etc. etc. But, um, yeah, I say, and watch this. Like, if you like, as we said in the last podcast, this is probably not the only, like, if you're gonna choose one movie to watch, I wouldn't say this, but I say, obviously, start here. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, any other final thoughts? I still say this is John Williams' most underrated score. Some of his musical cues are awesome, and just um, even the, if you just on my iPod, I just have one song from the, this album, which right. is Hedwig's theme. Yeah, which is pretty much the, the, the Harry Potter ov- theme overall score of the movie. It goes through ev- almost yes, yeah. exactly what's in the <laughs> final credits. It is so fun to drive to, and it's really a great piece of work. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Seeing <laughs> so a traffic. Doo, 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 doo. And some asshole on a motorcycle just wheezing between cars. Like, doo, doo, doo. Hagrid, is that you? <laughs> Hagrid, Kim Bach. I love you. And this is when he starts thinking about Maggie Smith, especially while he's sitting in traffic. Oh, Maggie Smith with your graying eyes. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but, <laughs> Thanks, butthead. Beavis, Maggie Smith's hot. Yeah, check it out, my head. Check it out, my ankles. Shut up, Beavis. She's mine. She can play with my wand, whatever she wants. Swish and flick. All right. Nikki, if you want people to follow you on social media, if you want them to, where can they find you? If they want to, after this lovely experience. I'm... I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat as uh, Nikki Muggle or Nikki Muggle One, and yeah, you could do that if you'd like to. I'm just over here still reacting to Dakota's lovely commentaries. Here you go, Dakota. Try and tell them. While he comes in, you can follow me on Twitter at Timothy Rooney too. And Jesus Christ, man, you're turning. Stop it! You're making me laugh. Violet, you're turning violent. Violet. <laughs> I know, I was giggling so much last podcast, and I feel like it's ten times worse now. Oh, uh, man, I mean, shit. Uh, you can follow my YouTube page through the Lens Productions, my latest short film, Halloween <laughs> Reborn, is up. Uh, and another short film called Some Christmas Fun should be on there on its way. Um, Dakota, now that you've, you've gathered yourself, where can they find you on social media if they want to follow you after your sexual, perverse statements of a, a wand to a penis. <laughs> Damn it. Do we know where they uh, yes. follow Dakota so we can do yes. this more? Dakota Wiegand on Twitter. I know. I can't uh, breathe. DW Drawings on DeviantArt. And he had one other, didn't he? Did you do the Twitter? Yeah, I said Dakota Wiegand on Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Credits are over and you're still laughing, man. Oh, dying. <laughs> All right, we're going to deal with this. Everybody, come back next time. 
please. We'll, we'll be talking about more Harry Potter and other geek and pop culture. We'll talk to you soon.